Hello and good afternoon, Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo Nation. This is a special edition episode known as Double Barrel Gaming Presents. I am your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And as you know, this is brought out whenever something big is happening or has happened. And yes, Jeff Keeley's. Game Awards 2020 will be live tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is going to be a very long show. According to what we have, it's going to end at 11 p.m. I don't know how they're going to pull off a four-hour show, but my God, good on them for sure. Of course, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. And as we wait for people to shuffle in, and hopefully we get a good crowd that wants to hear us talk about the potential biggest news of 2020, which of course is usually the Game Awards, I want to introduce our very special panel. And we're going to start with Gaz from Game On Daily. Dude, welcome to the program. This is the first time we are working together on my show, but I was a guest a couple of weeks ago on Game On Daily, and I want to thank you for that opportunity. Welcome to today's program. Thank you for having me. Uh, glad to be here with Mr. Infamous Mr. Boomstick and ready to talk some games predictions, which I will get awfully wrong so you can make fun of me tomorrow. <laughs> well, listen, again, usually I, I'll be the first one to say this. These, these things, this, this, is a, this is a chill show. This is a bunch of guys hanging out, talking about what we think is going to happen. And probably 99.99% of what we're going to say is going to happen is probably not going to happen. But you know what? <laughs> that is okay. That is, that is perfectly okay. We're here to hang out, entertain some folks, have a good time. You know, it's the holidays. Uh, the world sucks right now, so if we can get any enjoyment out of just talking about um, playing video games, we will, in fact, do that. But let me con let me continue with, of course, the introductions. Next up, this is a gentleman that is in the corner of every indie game ever released in the past and will be in the future. And you know something? You got to give this gentleman absolutely credit because he gives spotlights to games that most people overlook or snub their nose to. Please welcome the Indie Gamer. <laughs> Thank you very much, Boom. Uh, always an honor and pleasure to be asked to come on your shows, my friend. Um, yeah, you, you, you exude uh, positivity and you know great uh, great gaming passion and you know i respect you greatly my friend so thank you so much for the invite today i think it's going to be a real fun one it's great to be on with you know gaz for the first time i think i don't even think i've been on with crispy uh, also obviously jamie is always awesome and yourself boom it's a pleasure to be here let's do this let's talk some games cheers well, boom. thank you thank you so, so much for being here brother super appreciate always great to work with you and of course talking about jamie moran the elusive gamer not only is he still reeling over the announcement of the Mass Effect trilogy coming back to us to play in all the glory that we know that the game is in early next year? He has been blowing up the charts with his channel, putting out very positive content, and of course, interacting on Twitter the way he does. Jamie, welcome to the show. Hey, dude. Happy to be back. And yeah, um, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about, and we... I've been looking forward to this because uh, the, the Jeff Cady Awards, I mean, the, the Game Awards, is, is always an interesting topic. <laughs> it is. It is. And you know something? We're going to get into Jeff in a second. Uh, and, um, 
you know, we're going to we're going to give our opinions on, you know, how he's handled over the course of 20 years. Like people don't know how long the game awards have been going on. But, yes, folks, it's been over 20 years, which is pretty crazy. Uh, and last and in no way least, the chain soaring Gears 5 playing r- the best voice in podcasting, in my opinion. Please welcome Crispy Bomb. Oh, what is up? A rare noon appearance from the crispy. And yes, we got some stuff to talk about. We are probably going to be wrong. And you will find out if I'm going to take the L on Friday morning. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> oh, it's going to be fun. It yeah. will. Well, listen, you know, here's the thing. You know, when you when, when, look, there are a lot of big and small opinions about Jeff Keighley. Uh, obviously, the Game Awards are not only produced by him. They are hosted by him. And it is honestly something that the entire community, whether you love him, hate him, or you're somewhere lukewarm, look forward to each and every year for a lot of reasons. You know, the Game Awards originally started on Spike TV, and it ran under the banner, that particular banner, from 2003 to 2013. And in December of 2014, the new replaced decade-old VGAs uh, was obviously now the Game Awards. And and, you know, if you remember, it used to be a monkey holding a crown for the uh, for the trophy. And now it's more like an actual award that looks like something that you would win at the Oscars. Now, the quick um, the quick synopsis of the Game Awards is that it recognizes and upholds creative and technical excellence in the global video game industry. And according to Wiki, it says we bring together a device group of game developers, game players, and notable names from popular culture to celebrate and advance gaming's position as the most immersive, challenging, and inspiring form of entertainment. We strive to recognize those who improve the well-being of the community and elevate voices that represent the future of our medium. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I know that it... No, no, I, I, I know that it's very, you know, straightforward and very political. But listen, as someone that has been gaming since 1978, um, the game, video games has never been in the position that it is today. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it's a business at the end of the day. First and foremost, it will always be a business. But there are companies and there are heads of companies very much like Phil Spencer who take it beyond just being a business where it becomes a friendship. Uh, and, uh, and obviously there are a lot of people in this community that we work with on a regular basis that have met Phil. I've unfortunately haven't had the opportunity to do so yet. Hopefully that one day will change, but everyone that you speak to about him is, is has nothing but great things to say because he loves the gaming community, he loves the Xbox community, but more importantly, he loves the industry. And there are a lot of heads of studios that do, uh, that go out of their way to interact with the fans. And, you know, I want to bring this back around to Jeff Keighley because, guys, I, I know that you were laughing. And I, I, I'm, you're probably laughing because of what I read. And, again, this is, this, is, this is what it says. And sometimes we do think that there is uh, – Listen, bias comes is in every shape and form in the world, whether it be race, racial, which, of course, is horrendous, uh, religious, uh, sexual orientation. Any type of bias is a bad thing. There's just no way around it. But there is a bit of bias that still 
that's still elevated within the gaming media. And sometimes it appears, again, I'm not acute, and this is not an accusatory kind of a comment. This is just me basically saying what a lot of people are thinking. But without that, saying it. Yeah, that, that, that bias somehow makes its way into this game awards and and again with certain games getting snubbed other games being highlighted more than other companies these are the things that happen but the first question that i kind of want to really kind of just softball this for everyone before we get into the actual um you know thoughts and theories of what each company is going to uh is going to bring to the table uh is is exactly what the game awards actually mean to you not only as a content creator because everyone here is that but as an actual gamer and i'm going to start with gaz gaz you know for you again this is this is this has been a long time running program it has gained incredible viewage over the last three to four years and obviously it continues to grow for you what what do the game awards actually mean to you i think you summed it up quite well by saying how far gaming has come along um to me i don't hold it as you know the be all and end all of gaming awards it just happens to have be have the biggest stature of in uh, in gaming, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Colt Eastwood, why are you inviting me to a party while I'm in this chat? Sorry, um, but um, the uh, see, I people get you talk about bias. I sometimes I, Jeff Keeley, respected, a nice guy, um, but sometimes I see see the show as him, you know, emotionally masturbating over Hideo Kojima's stuff or Sony stuff, and I just think, okay, well, that bias is there, but you know people will complain either way um i just see that as an opportunity for us to kind of celebrate where gaming has become mainstream you would you talked about how you know there was so, uh, some mascot that was a monkey holding a crown or yeah something. Mm -hmm. and now we now we have uh jim you know uh, jeff keely who's a monkey holding a crown uh sorry uh <laughs> no he's not a monkey holding a crown. <laughs> uh, but it, it's just it's come up it's come up the gaming has come up so to me it's just nice to see it attain the stat the stature of video you know movies and stuff like that i mean gaming far exceeded hollywood time ago in terms of revenue but watching it and this is lord cognito made me realize this when he came on our show that we were on the fringes at one point gaming has now become mainstream yes and i, and I like jeff Keeley's show i like that despite you know what his coverage or the the actual votes i don't get i don't that doesn't bother me like the game of the year you can't tell me what my game of the year is so exactly so yeah it doesn't bother me but i celebrate it that gaming is finally taken seriously so that's what it means to me as a content creator and the reason why I'm saying that is was one day Game on Daily wins a reward. I don't want him to say piss off. You made fun of me on Boomstick Show those years ago. So, <laughs> so there's, there's that. But I mean, I don't. Gamers get annoyed. They get so annoyed. Oh, Jeff Keighley is so biased. Oh, Jeff Keighley is this. Oh, he just loves Sony. Up. He doesn't like Xbox. He, he, you know, you mentioned bias. Bias is inherently existed in all human beings. Obviously, some yes. bias is bad. That's prejudice, like racial right. or yes. grounds. That kind of bias is okay. Problem is he runs a show and that kind of and people take gaming seriously. Is that okay? And no, well necessarily not. But just some perspective, guys. It's just gaming has come up 
and we need to celebrate that, particularly in this shitty year. So can we swear here? Sorry, I've got. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, you can throw a swear. We're all adults yeah. here. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I, I, I try to, uh, uh, you know, swerve around f bombs, but oh, yeah, regular, okay. I'll yeah. do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll I'll put some soap in my mouth. But just generally, <laughs> I'm just, I've gone on for, for ages. But all I've said is just enjoy the gaming. It's been a crap year, and let's just celebrate gaming. Hopefully, the awards throw some surprises, and hopefully, they show off something. Because last year they showed off the Xbox Series X, and that took me by surprise. I wrote off the show at that point. I got I got reminded I was wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen again. The, the one one of the uh, the biggest uh, aspects of this particular show is, of course, the world premieres. Uh, last year, Microsoft shocked the world. As a matter of fact, Aaron Greenberg. Uh, let me see if I can just pull it up so I can just read it for everyone um, and uh, read exactly verbatim what he said. Uh, he says this: um, "You will see us and our social handles promoting. Tune in for the Game Awards tomorrow." We hope you'll support the industry and watch. While we have a couple of moments in the show, I would dial expectations way down versus speculation I am currently seeing, especially how big we went last year. Now, I mean, look, I I'm not going to say it's a buzzkill. I'm, I'm saying that what they're looking to explain is that last year's uh, Hellblade and Xbox Series X were an anomaly for sure. I am expecting that we are potentially going to see, and again, this is my personal expectation, um, that we could potentially get a trailer, uh, a, a gameplay trailer of Hellblade, uh, you know, as a follow-up one year later. I think that we could potentially see, and again, I'm not going to get into it because I, I, you know, we, we're going to be talking about it in a second, but um, uh, look, I, I've, I'll say this about Jeff. Um, I have publicly... Uh, spoken with him on Twitter. I haven't had the, the pleasure of actually speaking with him because I don't know him like that. He doesn't know who the hell I am. Doesn't even know who this channel is, and that's fine. Um, but uh, we, I have publicly uh, disagreed with some of his tactics. I, I'll be the first one to say it, but I have always handled myself like a gentleman and a professional. I don't use profanities, especially when I'm trying to make a point, because I think that the minute the curses come out when you're trying to speak to someone, even you know through text on Twitter. It completely goes, you know, you become deaf to it because all you see and hear is the cursing. So, of course, I have and he has responded to me multiple times. So we have had a conversation. Uh, I may not have agreed with him, but I am going to say this. And I've had said this before and people are probably going to boo me for this or even unsub the channel. I not only respect Jeff Keighley, but I think he is has and has been a beacon of light for the industry. Now, you may disagree. Mm. You made it, and that's fine. That's that. That's fine. but I think that because of what he has done with uniting the Playstations and the and Nintendos and the EAs and the Activisions and the Xboxes and putting them all under this one umbrella known as the Game Awards, he has solidified the importance of this medium. Again, that's just my opinion, but you know, we'll get everyone else's. But you know, Crispy, let's let's go to you next on this. For you, as not only as a gamer. But as someone that is invested because you are on several podcasts weekly, what does the Game Awards actually mean to you? It means let's celebrate gaming and stop with the BS. Okay, people? Yeah. That's what it means. <laughs> you know, you have to understand that when the Game Awards started, yes, I was watching it on Spike TV, which is now Paramount Network. A lot of people <laughs> don't even know that. So Spike TV took a chance and and they got good views for a long time 
But Jeff continued, and and they they really had a folly, and and it was actually in I believe 2013. Yes, they had they had the folly of of the views involved on you know cable network. So they they chose to almost it felt like take a year off. That's that's what I felt like they did. And you know me being a a, a very big you know unbiased gamer at that point i i had a playstation i had an xbox you know it might have been a playstation 2 but i mean at that point you know the, a lot of the playstation 3 games are still coming to a playstation 2 so i i was i was really fine with you know you know what was going on and you know now i see a bias now but i also have two games that i think deserve game of the year in ghost of Tsushima or doom eternal Right and and Strong you know picks. I'm like I'm like you know I, I just feel like we should just be celebrating gaming and you know with everything going on I think it, it's you know it's great that he's he's really pushing hard to have you know great people be involved um, and trying to not be biased even though it seems like he is and. At the end of the day, I mean, the guy's a gamer. I mean, we can't we can't deny that. We've watched him play games. You know what I mean? So, I I think I think he's doing what he he feels is right. And right now, I mean, you know, two of the PlayStation exclusives. I mean, they're worthy of the the conversation, regardless of uh, even me being the Xbox centric gamer. I have to say, I mean, it's definitely worthy. It's just I feel like you know you have a lot of games that feel the same. And then you have three of the other ones that feel totally different. And it's like, well, can we take one of the games that feels the same and, you know, bring that out and put, yes, that's a great you know point. That's saying? a great point, dude. Great. You know, point. like, like, I mean, I mean, I think I, you know, and this is where I go and say like Ori Jedi fallen order, like Jedi fallen order is probably got screwed the most. But you know, Ori is a totally different experience. <laughs> Ori is. is a yeah. totally different experience in any yeah. of these games, and I just I, I feel it got snubbed because it just it, it brings so it, much emotion without words, and and that's that's really hard to do. You know, I'll say this, and again, this is this is my opinion on on the whole situation. I I feel the same way about Ori as strong as you do. I I think that yes. It had some technical issues when it was released, sure. Uh, but everything right now is the game is a it, the game is a master. It's a modern day masterpiece. There, there's no other way to explain it. Uh, it it being out of the conversation uh, makes me scratch my head. But it's the same way I felt about Gears Five. Now Gears Five was not even nominated last year, and I think that that was again it's one of those snubs that. Again, I'm not implying that there is, you know, some sort of shenanigans going on behind the scenes, but I am going to say that it makes you wonder sometimes. Uh, yeah. Gears 5 was big enough of a title, great enough as a title, reviewed well enough as a title, and purchased enough as a title to check all of these boxes to be a nominee. Now Whoa. I understand. I understand that it's you know it's uh it, the way it works is it's you know it's it's ninety five uh, you know people that pick on a board and this that and the third yeah I, I get all of that I, I absolutely get it but Gory is one of those games that artistically 
is probably one of the greatest looking games this year, potentially in the generation, right? And then when you look at the story, it's being told with no words. And that's a great point, Crispy. And then you, of course, you talk about the emotional, the emotion that comes off of the first Ori and the blind forest. And now you got this, the follow-up, which continues the story it's again, one of the biggest head scratchers for sure. But you know what, Crispy, anything else you'd like to add before we get into. And I just want to say, you know, gears five, I don't, because I'm a gearhead. I don't want to bring that up. It got snubbed because everybody said it's just another gears. It was not just another gears. Last chime on it, that was Gears 5. Yeah, yeah. last year it got no, snubbed. Last, yeah. last year, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it got it got it did get snubbed because it, they really they put a lot of choices in your head, they put a lot of emotion. If you played the game, you know what I'm talking about. We're we're gonna have a fight. We're gonna fight. Gears <laughs> 5 I'm not trying to fight with you because I want to fight. But but Ori 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 takes it tenfold over because the the visuals that were involved in that game are incredible. Okay, and they told a story without saying any words, and the music. I mean, you want you want a full on experience. You have music. You have gameplay because they allowed you to play almost like an RPG completely. Yeah. yeah. And and it's a side scroller, and the visuals still looked absolutely ridiculous. I have never seen a side scroller look that freaking good. I'm sorry. I have not seen one except for Ori look that good. So I yeah. don't know who, who votes on this, but shame on you for not at least putting him as a nominee for the love of God. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, listen, it's we're going to get into the particular uh, brands momentarily. We do have to just uh, I want to catch up on some of the super chats that have come in. The first one is a big bomb from a very generous friend of the show. Robert Jones drops an outstanding, very generous $25 super chat says, have a great show. Can't be more excited with all the news coming from Xbox. They will likely have a big, big presence in the Game Awards. They want those 25, 25 million plus eyes on their stuff. Again, so much good news. Indeed, Robert, for sure. And even though I, you know, I, I read what is coming out of uh, you know, Aaron Greenberg, uh, I, I still believe we're still going to get something special. Just because it's not as big as the Series X, which, I mean, how do you top that? I don't know. Why do you do that? this to yourself, Boom? He's told you, man. I'm just... Listen, my glass <laughs> is always half full. It really is. To a fault. It, it definitely is. Uh, Kirby Zero, Zero Louise, good friend and generous friend of the show, drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, P- PSA uh, for our GeForce powered friends. Make sure you get driver 40, 460.79 today because it has optimizations for uh, for a Cyberpunk 2077 and Minecraft RTX. I didn't know that, but dude, thank you so much for the info. The Darsh Knight, a very generous and cool friend of the community, he drops an outstanding and very generous $5 super chat and says, 
Doom Eternal, game of the year for me. Gaz, stop swearing, you hooligan. It's an <laughs> afternoon show. <laughs> Dodge, I know where you live. I will find you. <laughs> and you know what? I have to do a special shout out because you know this is a this is a a, a, a kid that uh, I absolutely adore. He's my own son. It's my nephew in the chat. Tech Bro Dan is here supporting his uncle. And thanks for being here, Dan. Super, super appreciate that you are here hanging out, watching it on the big screen. Hopefully you are enjoying it. But you know what? I want to go to the Indie Gamer. Now, the Indie Gamer, one of the things that I love about your uh, presence within uh, the content creation community but of course, just the general uh, social media uh, community as a whole is you are the first one to grab the air horn and get excited about a big AAA game. But where you shine the most and where I think you do the best work is shining lights on games uh, like Song of Iron, which, by the way, we're going to be talking about in depth tomorrow on the Xbox Factor podcast. And my God, that is a game that you should look out for. It really gave me some limbo kind of vibes. Yeah. And I got to tell you, one guy made that game. And, and like I said, I'm going to try and get him on uh, in a future episode to talk about it. Hopefully, he'll reach out to me and we can get that done because yeah, I want to promote that awesome game. Guy. I'm yeah, sure he seems like a gentleman. He yeah, absolutely does. But uh, Indy, yeah. for you, uh, one, of the, um, one of the places where Indy's do occasionally shine and i and i and again i have to tip my hat to, uh, to keely for doing this is we do see some big indie games that a lot of people didn't know were coming get some airtime on these award shows what do the game awards personally mean for you yeah exactly where you're leading up to kind of where i was thinking anyway so yeah i mean you guys might uh feel like this is a bit of a different take but um yeah at the end of the day i feel like the game awards are a really good thing they i i like the celebration of gaming in general but also they shine a light on the smaller games like um for example in 2018 when celeste was up for you know in the yeah. indie game category and uh you know it got so much sort of um attention through the through the awards they do the category under debut indie games so you they're very again, a studio's very first game is is you know gets a lot of attention uh pick games like um raji and ancient epic is in there this year and um uh what else is in the spirit fair i believe and stuff yes. like that so yeah some great games um getting some good attention on a massive audience like you've alluded to um yeah i i, I personally uh love the game awards i you know i love this like celebration of, of all gaming uh every, all gamers coming together i know a lot of people feel the bias is there um I don't like to go in too much into that, but at the end of the day, um, you know, there's always people, people going to have their sort of like favorite platform, et cetera, and things like that. But a lot of people have been saying, we did actually talk about this on the podcast. Um, we did a sort of a, a game awards prediction show on there. So I sort of had a little bit of talk about it already. And quite a few people were sort of suggesting it maybe should be sort of hundred percent voted by the fans or a bigger chunk. Cause it's only 10%. The, the, of the fan. I agree, 100%. Yeah. It's, it's pretty preposterous. I agree. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, it. a lot of people say it's more. it should be more, but at the end of the day, I, I'm actually one of the people who sort of agree that it, it should be a lower a low percentage because at the end of the day, um, if you have 100% voted by the fans, then you lead to even more bias, if you see what I mean. So you lead yeah. to 
the bigger audience of PlayStation, they'll just vote for their platform. You'll get people voting and they haven't even played all of the games. So I'm in that camp on that one. I know a lot of people are in a different camp on that, but when you actually think about it and break it down, it's better to have 95 outlets like they've got who who actually game for a living and play all of the games on the list. Um, It's up to the Game Awards to make sure that they're all they've got an even spread of like um platform specific um you know outlets if you see what i mean so hopefully they haven't just got like half of them that are playstation and then the rest are multi but most platforms do and most outlets they'd sort of they'll um, review all games i believe so yeah i mean i i i think maybe there is some tweaking to be done there um uh, Ori should definitely have been there for sure in the game of the year uh, selection. It's an amazing game. It's uh, it's up there for my game of the year with Hades. Those two games are my uh, games of the year. Um, so, and I definitely think Ori should have been in that list. And it's a real shame. Um, but to add to it as well, I think this is even off the potentially off the back of um, you know the fallout of um, you know. It, Ori not getting in there. They did put in the uh, player's voice. I don't know if any of you guys noticed. Yes, that, but, um... I, I got emails for it because I'm I'm subscribed where I'm always getting updates regarding that. Yeah, the player's nice. voice is yeah. something they added. Yep. Yeah, so that was good. So that's 100% voted by the fans, which I think is a great addition, and it does you know then cover that area. And in in interestingly enough, um, I did watch it because it goes through a three stage uh, thing. So the first stage you vote, you have like 10 votes, and then you, you yes. vote for 10 different games, and there's like 50 games or something like that and then it breaks down to sort of uh, t- uh, 15 and then it goes down to a final five uh, and you have less votes each time um, and interestingly enough the um the final sort of selection is actually very similar to the final five that we've ended up with from you know the actual game of the year so there is that to be said um you know maybe think maybe have a little more thought into it i don't want to offend anyone but it's a hard thing breaking down games but yeah somehow ori has not ended up in there when it should have been and i won't keep talking because i've gone on all, <laughs> all too much already but i love love the celebration of games and i love um you know to see indies getting in the spotlight in a, on a massive arena so yeah that's kind of my take on what it means to me my man yeah, I mean, you know, and, and great, great points, as always, Andy. Uh, definitely. Uh, real quick, uh, Johnny Patton's in the chat. Uh, he asked a pretty good question. On the question, are, are people genuinely curious to see who wins these awards tomorrow? I personally couldn't care less. I just want to see the reveals. And you know something, Johnny? You, you, you're not wrong. You're certainly not wrong. Many people feel that way. Um, but I will say that seeing... Um, the the excitement when a company or you know a team that put, puts their hearts and souls into these games goes up there and is w- wins one of these awards. Now a lot of these teams team members we, we we don't know them right. We usually the credits roll by and we're pressing A to get to the you know new game plus right. We don't we don't give a shit right. But it's a big deal for them. I, I like that they are celebrated and again. It's going to be interesting to see who actually wins. I mean, my pick for game of the year is Ghost of Tsushima because I platinumed it and I absolutely love that game. Um, but I, it's going to be very interesting. But uh, let's let's get the final point of this particular opening salvo, if you will. The elusive gamer, Jamie Moran, uh, for you, what do the Game Awards actually mean? Oh, we're going deep on this one. Um, so... I used to watch the Game Awards when it was on Spike TV, but in the UK it was on GameTrailers.com. And, you know, they had people like Jenna Jameson doing, like, you know, announcing awards and stuff. It was very weird. 
And, uh, you know, Jeff Cady on one show actually got teabagged on stage. Like, it, the shows came a long way. It was very weird, very cringe. And, you know, wow. I, I'm, I'm happy, like, gaming should be recognized as much as it is, and even more so. And, like, I, I commend the, the awards for, like, you know, giving gaming, like, that shout-out. But it's like, it just doesn't feel right to me. You know, like, Jeff Cady kind of seems up himself, right? I think we can all admit that. Like, he, he's very much up himself. Like, you know, a while ago, I, I commented on the whole, like, you know, how he reacted to the whole, you know, PlayStation controller versus the Xbox reveal. And he actually replied to my tweet, even though he wasn't actually, you know, tags. He must have been searching his own name on Twitter. Do you know how vain you have to be to do that? Yeah, I, I would say pretty vain, to be honest with you. Because I'm, I, I know I don't, I could kill. I mean, if I'm tagged in, I'm going to look at something, but I'm not going to go looking to see who's talking about me. That's that's yeah. a, that's a, a little absurd. Yeah, and this was within probably about a minute of me posting, so I was like, mm, bit cringe. Uh, but I was just like, okay, fair enough. Like, and the awards just don't make sense to me. Like, they held in November, or should I say, at the beginning of December. Games get snubbed. Jedi Fallen Order got snubbed last year. They got snubbed this year again. Yeah, I I could have face palmed through a brick wall, right? Like it was just so weird. What? And then the, the thing is about these game awards is that I don't get that they held in December. I know why, because ad revenue is at the, at its highest, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's like the game awards should be held at the beginning of a year, like the BAFTA game awards. So yes. they, so all the judges have enough time to play through all the games. And, and that's every game how, is counted, yes. Yeah, and that just isn't the case because of ad revenue, and you know it's just it just screams corporate. Like I know that I know the the awards need to be sponsored and stuff, but when you have a dude dressed up as a shaver, you know, prancing around, like it's just it, it's a bit weird. It's out of place, and you know, every five minutes, like they say, oh, and while we're off screen advertising something else, these awards were given out. And then, you know, like awards are given out while we don't see them being given out. We see adverts for sales during an award show. And then there's the, the, the trailers. I watch because of the trailers. But the thing is, do award shows need trailers? Do people watch the Oscars because of game trailers? No, they watch because they want to see the film they love win an award. But that's not the case with the game the game awards. People watch for these game trailers, and the awards are just this thing in between. Hell, last year, the big game that ended the show before the Game of the Year announcement was Fast and the Furious Crossroads. Yeah. Like, like, it, my, it just, my personal game of the year. <laughs> it's just like it, it's just a very weird award show and games get snubbed like like if it was based on metacritic shouldn't ori and the will of the wisps and flight simulator 2020 be nominated but they weren't right no, and, you know, and, and the reason why you know whenever i bring up flight simulator people go oh because it's a flight sim so do we have stipulations now like can only certain games and like some awards don't even make sense some nominations like uh the last of us is nominated for best art style that doesn't have an art style everyone looks realistic and sweaty right yeah no, subjective i'm gonna be i'm gonna be such a piece of uh on, on this show i'm gonna be the contrarian but i think it's good that you have that kind of contrarian thing but you know the last of us has an art style art is subjective i i know exactly actually agree with you just being a dick on the show, but generally you can take the other view and just say, well, you know, the big problem, and I think you've kind of alluded to this elusive gamer is that 
we don't know what they're basing these decisions on. We don't have any insight into this. So some bloke sat at the back has decided, all right, well, I think this is our... Uh, it's just weird that these, these, you know, we don't get a say in what gets nominated. Uh, and that's the problem. Uh, yeah. well, you, know, I, you know, something to, to continue your point, guys, and I, I really want to bring this up. Uh, and again, this is not this is not meant to be a conversation or a topic that we're going to go down this rabbit hole. But a perfect example of why this is a flawed system. And, and I think we're towards the back end of the show, as we're closing out. Um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about what needs to be changed. What 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 our opinions? What we would change for the Game Awards 2021? But here's a perfect example of the problem. Because we don't know who was actually picking these games, because we only have an inkling of potentially who's picking these games, you could have someone like that journalist from GameSpot who on the air said that she barely played cyberpunk 2077 but gave it a 7.0 uh and, and and said that she didn't do a lot of things that a lot of people did that they were too cumbersome or she or and, and she said this live on the air i mean i was sent multiple uh you know videos of this and if those are the types of gamers and i use the word loosely because everyone here is a gamer we play games Everyone that reviews games and writes about games, I don't know if it's a job to them or are they gamers that got the best job in the world? I couldn't say. Um, but who, I mean, do we have 30 out of the 95 like the journalists from GameSpot that didn't play the game but still gave it a 7.0? I, I don't know. Is that why Ori and, uh, and, and, the, and the Will of the Wisps is not nominated? Well, I don't know. And these are great questions that should be answered. And I hate to say this. I know that Jeff has been asked these questions in the past, both publicly and I'm sure privately. And he has swatted most of them away. He has answered in a very political uh, fashion, politically correct fashion. But again, we'll, we'll talk about on the back end what we want to change or what actually needs to change. But Jimmy, why don't you finish your point and then we're going to get to what we think Nintendo is bringing to the big show. Yeah, so like the whole like art being subjective thing, it's like, okay, sh so shouldn't we throw Flight Simulator 2020 in that? And I agree. I agree with that, yeah. The yeah. most realistic looking thing ever, right? And it's just it just seems weird to me. And again, I don't... Look, the, the awards are held in December because of ad revenue, which, okay, fair enough. If that's how the show has to be funded, so be it. But it's like I watch the BAFTA Game Awards and I try and hype the BAFTA Game Awards whenever it comes up in like March or whatever because they go over it's, all it's the games. Right now, I think. Yeah, and like, you know, it's a very well done event. It's a black tie event. It's very serious. There's no trailers and it gets about uh, around 5% of the views of the Game Awards. Yeah, it's it's again, and, and that's a, and the BAFTA. If you didn't know what that is, that is a legit. Like I'm not saying that the Game Awards Jeff Keighley's isn't legit. It has become legit. I'm saying that is the BAFTA is is when you get nominated for that, your peers send you emails or baskets of fruit saying, "Dude, that good on you for getting nominated. Congratulations." Why? Big, is that? I I think it's because it's 
for the devs by the devs. You know what I'm saying? I, th I think it's, it's to celebrate and recognize the extreme amount of talent that goes on behind the scenes in gaming that we are not privy to. Whereas the game awards by Jeff Keighley is very a flash in the pan mm. kind of, you know, l l you know, party until we, uh, until someone falls into the bushes kind of without, a thing. Yeah. Without sounding like bad. I love Americans, but it's kind of Americanized <laughs> and overblown. The, the, oh, it's the truth. And the like it is. is kind of more low key and it's more yes. sort of like subtle, but it's also, you know, like artistic, if you see what I mean, that's how I feel about Batman. Yeah, no, no. Indeed, there's three of us Brits. Yes, absolutely. That's great. It's a British invasion. Uh, but yeah, you know, listen, everyone had a great point. Um, and um, like I said, on the back end of the show, we are going to give our very opinionated uh, thoughts on what needs to change in and for the Game Awards 2021. Now, whether that gets to Jeff or not, Probably not. This is a very small show. And listen, it, 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 we're all going to be honest and, and we're going to be, uh, you know, hopefully have thought provoking, com uh, you know, comments uh, towards the uh, end of the show. But I, I want to start with Nintendo because, again, you know, for, for my followers, for the people that support me, uh, Xbox is usually the big draw, which is what we're going to do third. Um, but I want to talk about Nintendo because, uh, you know, again, for me personally, as someone that has been gaming as long as I have, uh, Nintendo still, still reigns supreme, holds a huge piece in my heart. Uh, I still, I have over 60 games for the Switch. I went crazy over Black Friday, folks. I'm going to take a picture and show you what I picked up. It was ridiculous. It was, it's obscene. And I wait for sales because obviously, you know, I'm retired. So it's only one check per month. So you got to strategically strike when you can get the most value for your dollar and when GameStop has to buy two get get sometimes get two free or get one free I go crazy um so uh, I want to talk about Nintendo and what we are expecting and you know in the show notes uh you know I have a, a lot of things that could potentially uh happen uh, obviously um for Nintendo we know that they're coming up in March of the third anniversary of I believe might be maybe even the fourth anniversary of uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, which was a launch game for the Nintendo Switch, and uh, we have heard rumblings that um, Nintendo may be releasing a Switch Pro that has been talked about, rumored about. Uh, people have posted things that they found that suggest that it's real. Um, Breath of the Wild 2 is in active development. Uh, next year, they're going to be celebrating the 35th anniversary of both Zelda and Metroid. So it could be a big year for both. We could potentially see a trailer for uh, Metroid Prime 4. We could see the official and finally announcement of uh, the uh, Metroid Prime uh, trilogy that has been rumored and has probably already been made for the Nintendo Switch. I don't know when that is coming, but hopefully it's sooner than later. Um, and of course, there are just a ton of other things. Gaz, I'll go to you first on this, brother. For you, I don't know what you know what, what your like your allegiance is for Nintendo and what what you're expecting, but they usually show up to the Game Awards with at least one big bomb. What what are you expecting from Nintendo? Um, I, I hear. Through the grapevine that Nintendo's going to have a big year next year, um, I would love to see more of Breath of the Wild too. Um, yes. Um, also, Metroid. We know we took a back seat with development on that thing and started from scratch again. I'd love to see the new Metroid. I, I can't guess on what it is, but I think it's time for Breath of the Wild too because we know it's been in active development, as you said. 
Um, love to see that. I think that's probably the thing that stands the most chance of being seen by a Metroid trilogy. Oh, that would be sick. Um, but my bet would be on Breath of the Wild too. I think that would go insane. I'd be insane. Yeah, I, and I think I think you're right, uh, Gaz. I, I think that we are on the cusp of the game releasing. It's been in development literally since they finished Breath of the Wild one, um, and we've seen the trailer of it. It looks insane, and it would be a big, big draw for the Game Awards themselves, but more importantly for Nintendo. And it would be pretty epic for to see it released you know again celebrating the anniversary of Breath of the Wild 1 and maybe just maybe go in line with a Switch Pro or 4K Switch uh that would be kind of dope i mean nintendo is making boatloads of cash with the switch i mean i think it's the 24th or 25th month in a row that they won mpds i mean just just no stopping nintendo and uh you know i mean do they need a switch pro no but will they make more money if they release another one probably and i'll be in line to buy a switch pro for sure um but uh let's uh let's get to um crispy bomb crispy for you you know, you you are you're an old school cat. I mean, for for God's sakes, you're on the, you know the Retro Renegades, which plays old Nintendo games on a regular basis. Uh, for you, what are you expecting from Nintendo? Uh, yeah, probably Zelda. I, I would think Zelda, Metro Prime Four. I mean, it's been a while since that original, you know, little tease. Yeah, the, the the flash screen with the name that got everybody falling yeah, out of their chairs. Yes, I, think, I remember. That. I, I, I think. <laughs> I think. Well, you know, you know, Metroid is. It, it, it's been a while, so I, I think that would be a good one to throw out there. You know, you know, Breath of the Wild two. I, I, I think they're going to go with something different. Uh, you know, uh, I, I think they're they're either going to bring out a new IP. I mean, Nintendo's really do. I mean, everybody trashes Xbox for bringing up the same games over and over again. Well, I mean, Nintendo does that all the time. So, you know, the yeah, Nintendo kills it all the time. Though, it kills it, kills it for what? <laughs> for what? for so those like, people that want those games, right? So yeah, but, what does it matter? I want, I want gear six. Hey, if they say gear six on, on uh, tomorrow, I'm, I'm good. I'm a happy camper. You I'm gonna have mean? a comatose when they announce that because that series needs a rest. And so does every every IP that that uh, Nintendo brings out. No, everybody <laughs> eats it up, right? Matt, look at the Breath of the Wild and uh, Super Mario. Just schooled the whole world in game design. And like when Gears does that, when Gears can actually hit ninety on Metal, School, schooled the whole world yeah. in game design. <laughs> Yeah, it did. Look at the look at the reviews. Look what the game did. We're well, all talking about what the next Breath of the Wild two is. And what's Gears gonna do? Gears needs to do what God of War did: go back and change the formula, make it survival horror, make some real changes. That's what it needs. And Gears I completely disagree with that. Let's because, fight this, guys. Because because <laughs> the people that actually love Gears do not want that, and they actually they actually did too much in Gears five, in my opinion. What? What did they yes, do? they did. They, they tried to bring open world in there. I That's didn't the only like good it. Thing they did. That's the only yeah. Thing. I actually really like that about the game. To be honest, I did true. not like it. There <laughs> yeah. was not enough going on. They rushed it, in my opinion. And to to say that the graphics that Nintendo clearly doesn't have and everybody wants 
It's still not been touched. And not only that, you are you are using your mobile aspect of the console to to push out games that visually do not look appealing. And and I will go to my I will go to my girlfriend's thirteen year old that has not touched his Switch in eight months, and he did not download Animal Crossing Horizon. Okay, he he was not into those type of games, and. What he's into is the arcs, is into the Call of the Seas, Subnautica. He's into all those type of games that continue to update themselves and make them look better and add new content. That's what he's into. So you can sit here and tell me, but at the end of the day, Nintendo only is writing nostalgia. That's all it's doing. So uh, why can't Xbox do the same damn thing? That's Xbox what I don't understand. They change the game. They do like they do game design in a way like Genshin Impact, for instance, they copied Bloody Legend of Zelda. What's the other game? Phoenix Immortals Rising. They copied Zelda. Like what is who's copying Gears? And 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 what is going on? The visuals actually look better, right? Yeah, with the, with the, the visuals, of one aspect of it, Gears 5's visuals are really good. Its story for me was a completely lackluster until the end. It tries, throws a cheap shot at you. Here's a choice. I'm like, oh, you've decided to finally become serious. You have this schizophrenia with your story. Oh, we're really serious now. Halfway through, it becomes stupid with giant robots and just goes all over the place. At the end, it's like the developers remembered, oh, shit, you know what? Uh, talking about this. Gears 4 with the giant Gears robots? 5. No, no, not Gears Four. It starts off with the with the ro- giant robot. So Gears Five. Yeah, d- 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 just don't, don't, just don't. No, no, do Gears Five. You don't want to go Gears down that rabbit hole, bro. Uh, you don't want to go down that rabbit hole. We want to bring it. We want to reel this back in because we don't. We'll get. To, we're going to get to Xbox in a second because I think Xbox is going to surprise a lot of people. Even though Aaron Greenberg says temper, temper doesn't mean we're not showing up. I think temper <laughs> means that okay, we're not showing off a new console. Take it easy, because you got to remember, this very, very hard. But free, free again. I, I know that Nintendo really isn't your bag for sure. But I mean, would you be okay with a Breath of the Wild two reveal? Me? Crispy? Yes. I can care less. Yeah. Nintendo. Nintendo. Look, I am an old school <laughs> gamer, but I I <clears throat> left Nintendo behind when PS One came out or or Sega. You know, the Sega Saturn came out. I, I left Nintendo behind a long time ago. Because Nintendo knows how to rehash games. That's all they know how to do. And you could disagree with me, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> but that's what they do. They yeah, rehash I, games. Again, they, they definitely hang. A, a look, I, I'm going to tell you this. It doesn't matter what Nintendo releases. It, I buy all first-party IPs. Maybe that's sewn into my DNA. Maybe I'm a corporate slave, some people would even suggest. But I love their games. Regardless of power, I find myself... Uh, very interested in what they do, and again, yeah, they're wacky. And it's it's it's. I mean, the power of the Switch is basically a vanilla PS4 and a, an OG Xbox One. You know, it doesn't have a lot of power, but they do a lot with it. And you know, again, obviously, you'll have more more uh, more opinions about what what Sony is and and, and uh, Xbox is going to do. But I mean, listen, again, it's not your bag. We totally get that. Um, but you know, I want to go to next indie, uh, what, what, and I go to you specifically, particularly in Nintendo, because we saw one of their indie indie titles that's an exclusive currently be nominated for Game of the Year. Um, obviously. And uh, that that's I have I have I have it downloaded. I have not played it, and I should be ashamed of myself because I heard that it's amazing. Um, 
But for you, what are you expecting Nintendo to bring to the show? Because they do usually show up in, in a big way for their first party, but occasionally they will bring a nice indie in tow that no one saw coming. Yeah, so... um the start of this year, I mean, I used to play quite a lot of indies and, and games on the Switch up until the start of this year when I got my new PC. And unfortunately, the Switch has been neglected massively this year because I've been playing all those indies on the PC. <laughs> <laughs> the poor old Switch is just sitting there collecting dust now. But um, yeah, I mean, I have one thing which I would be literally over the moon. It would be the ultimate, it would be the ultimate thing if it happened uh, for me. If, if they brought... Hollow Knight Silk Song to this Game Awards, which is an announcement I've been waiting for for so long. <laughs> mm. uh, so yeah, basically the the sequel to uh, Hollow Knight Hollow Knight yes. Silk Song is being um, when I went to EGX in twenty nineteen, so last year, um, which is the convention like PAX PAX in a like, but it's in the UK, obviously. So it's like a PAX East, but it's in the UK. It's a big convention where you play all the games, uh, get hands on and stuff like that. And in the Nintendo area was um, Hollow Knight Silk Song, which uh, they had two units for Hollow Knight Silk Song, and it was swarmed by m many, many people. It was a tough, it was probably one of the hardest games to get on, apart from obviously the obvious like uh, cyberpunk queues and stuff like that, where you actually had to book in and things. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was getting a lot of attention and it's, you know, it's my most anticipated indie game anyway. The reason I say in it, it will potentially a small outside chance of it turning up is like I say, it was in the Nintendo area. So they have got those marketing uh, rights. They've, they've aligned with them. Obviously they're very much independent uh, team cherry uh they're a very small team and they beaver away and they don't give many sort of updates so it's not much of a massive chance personally i think it will probably turn up in a indie world uh direct like that sort of style um but you never know because this is uh, it has been no e3 this year it's a big it's a big opportunity to get it shown by a lot of people um so you know it could turn up and it, on the more first party side of things I'm thinking, um, you know, Breath of the Wild Two is a good is a good chance that could show up. That would, that would be pretty cool. Um, I don't play a massive amount of, um, like I say, first party uh, Nintendo games. If I'm honest, I do actually subscribe to a little bit of what I what a Crispy Bums say what it was saying about. Um, they are rehashed, so I do agree with you there, my friend. Um, they do a great job of them. Um, but they they are regurgitating old uh, IPs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Sorry if that uh, put if that uh, upsets anyone, but um, I like to see fresh and innovative ideas, new new ideas going forward and stuff like that. So that's what I'm all about. But yeah, uh, so well, my Switch was more of an indie indie machine. Like I say, now I'm on the PC. I don't play Switch quite so much, um, if any. Really, this year has been PC centric and Xbox. Um, but yeah, no. If Hollow Knight Silk Song turned up, that would blow my mind completely. And um, my, Hollow Knight Silk Song is my cyberpunk. You know, it's kind of like you know everyone's going to be so so focused on cyberpunk from now onwards, basically until they finished it. I imagine um, if that that'll be me when it comes to Silk Song release, you won't see me. <laughs> I'll just yeah. be locked yeah, on I it. Mean, <laughs> and you know something again, it's it, you you represent the indie community in a big way, and and that 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 that's a that's a show that has twenty five million plus eyes on it. Uh, and it's exactly. a show that, that that people have podcasts about. It's people like like that that tune in to watch it. That are watching it, you know, the, you know, streaming live. It's it's a big deal. So yeah. a small game like that will go. Uh, yeah. First of all, the, the game itself is already going to have. It has a massive following because it's right. a follow up. 
So yeah. I would imagine that if they're going to show it, and 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 that would be actually that's a great pick. It'd be good for Nintendo to do so. Yeah, uh, it's, it's the darling of the indie, you know, scene. It'll be it's probably their most treasured indie to show off. I would say so. It's kind of got it does suit the, the occasion, in my opinion. If, if you see what I mean. So it's cut you off there. No, 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 no. It's quite all right. No, no, absolutely. That's a great point. And, uh, closing out this uh, again. This is a bit of a small topic, and expected to be big. The next two are going to be probably lengthy. Uh, Jamie Moran, what what are you expecting Nintendo to bring to the show? Because they, they have in the past brought some big bombs. Uh, honestly, I mean, it could be anything. I mean, I, people have been waiting on, uh, I can't remember. Oh, Bayonetta 3, you know, that that's one. That's yes, in that's, oh, dude, that's a great one. I forgot all about that. Wow. Um, but considering it's the Game Awards, you know, I, maybe the Metroid Prime trilogy, I could say being a thing. Uh, honestly, but I, I just like to see some new stuff because we don't really see... Like we see new IPs from Nintendo, but nothing like new, new. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah like, I know exactly like, what you mean. Yeah, like I would like, I would like to see them try something fresh, maybe something more, I don't know, adult oriented, uh, just something different. And you know, I think a lot of people would like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I have a feeling that we're going to see the Metroid Prime trilogy. I hope so because I'd really like to play that in HD and on my Switch. I'm going to be honest with you. It's something I'm looking forward to. Uh, I still own the Wii version, which is probably worth about $200. And uh, I would love to rebuy it because Nintendo, that's what they do. And I'm a sucker for it. <laughs> that's all I can say. But I do want to move on to one of the, um, one of the bigger topics. And, and that's what we are expecting from of course sony but before i do i do want to catch up with some of the super chats and the very generous people that have come in uh pixel bit g a generous friend of the show doesn't drop one but two two dollars super chats and he says cooking is now a game-changing mechanics dude listen i'm gonna you people are gonna laugh at me one of my favorite things to do in zelda breath of the wild was cook i must have had hours of of just cooking it's ridiculous it i don't even know why it was so much fun but i enjoyed it uh his second super chat for two dollars says uncharted is a cover shooter stolen from gears which gear stole from kill switch which is which like yeah i mean listen we, everyone steals something or another and um our, our, our gato sir drops a very generous ten dollar super chat and says i love you crispy but mario and zelda games have evolved more than any of the new gears games galaxy and odyssey are completely different twilight princess and breath of the wild are completely different as well and i mean listen again to, to, you know tomato tomato right i mean i i think that gears has evolved I, I, again i know it's your, your big big dude bros running and chainsawing people but i i really like what they did in gears i know that crispy didn't but um listen teaches everyone's own oh another one just came in johnny pay up uh, patents drops a very generous five dollars of jets i hear the arguments podcasts have made about why show stuff at the TGAs when consoles are selling out. Okay, right. But why take your foot off the gas? I, I can't argue with that. I say go freaking crazy and show more. And I agree with you there, Johnny, for sure. But I want to move on to Sony. Um, and uh, the reason why I picked them as second is because I'm an Xbox first dude, but everyone knows how I feel about Sony and their first party. And in the Game of the Year nominations, they have three PlayStation 4 games. Uh, they have Last of Us 2, which 
I know that it's a great game for everything but its story. Uh, I love that game. I put a significant amount of time in it. Towards the end, the game it, it was it got ruined for me how they how they did the story. Uh, that's just for me. Ghost of Tsushima, my game of the year, deserves it. And Final Fantasy VII Remake, which I can't believe I fell off a ladder with that one. I mean, I loved it. I'm enjoying it. I gotta get back and beat that game. I mean, I just it's just another. It's again a masterpiece. If you enjoyed Final Fantasy, and of course Doom Eternal is there. And uh, indie, what is the, the the indie game from uh, that's on the Switch only? Um, Hades, Hades is in there as oh Hades, well. yes, on yeah. PC and Switch, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, Gaz, I want to I want to go to you first on this. Um, what what are you expecting Sony to do? Because you know, obviously, some people will suggest, and I think that you're one of these people, along with me, that sometimes, just maybe, this becomes the Sony Awards rather than industry celebration. And listen, Jeff, Jeff wears his affinity for the PlayStation brand on his sleeve. There, there's no denying it that that is his brand of choice. Very similar to Xbox is my choice, but the difference, the difference between me, I was, he's a millionaire and I'm not, that, that's another difference. But the difference for me is I hold myself accountable for my opinions. I also like to cover what I talk about fairly. And a lot of people could suggest that that doesn't usually happen when it comes to these game awards for you. Sony's going to be there in a big way. We know it. Uh, what do you expect Sony to bring in tow? Well, I think the Sony Sony are in there in a big way is because they consistently deliver on their first party exclusives. I would say yes, indeed. So I mean, whilst we can point at you know Jeff Keighley's biases or preferences, I would say uh, ultimately Sony just deliver. So if Microsoft start doing that, I don't think there's like some massive conspiracy against it. Although I do sometimes feel I think Ori did get snubbed because it's like a moving piece of art, if anything. Um, so I was personally disappointed. But as far as Sony's concerned, um, you know, to, in terms of newer showings, they don't need to do anything. They do, They tend to do to stay in their lane, stay silent, and then they deliver, which we've seen this gen, how, particularly how this gen launched. Um, in terms of new surprises, I'm not expecting them to show stuff. Do, uh, maybe Ratchet gameplay. I mean, their games are... Their 2021 is stacked. Think about the 2021 Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, sorry, Forbidden West. Then you've got possible Gran Turismo, and then you've got God of War, which I suspect will actually get delayed. Yeah, I, I got a funny feeling that, that I think Polyphony is going to do what Polyphony does, and they're going to delay it again. Yeah. And I think we're going to get God of War delayed. I, I just, I, th I think that if we get Horizon. Uh, uh, Forbidden West, which I'm very much looking forward to. Uh, I'll be a happy camper. And of course, you got Ratchet and Clank on top of that. On top of the potential of Silent Hill coming out, the potential of Metal Gear Solid being remade by Blue Point, and a bunch of others. It's going to be a big year if you own a PlayStation 5 for sure. 100%. It's quite crazy that typically Sony are really crap with their first 
two or three years of release. Like if you looked at the PlayStation 4, for instance, it was, you know, Bloodborne saved it. The order 1887, what was it? 1886, yeah. 1886, it was such a flop. I actually fell asleep um, playing that game. I got death threats. Again, I'm I'm a nerd. Yeah, I mean, it's different, different, different opinions. I've actually got death threats over that game because I gave it four out of 10. Uh, But (laughs) it's it's like, this this is a change of tact. Sony are really going in. Uh, Although, to be honest, I'm just thinking if they do somehow miraculously release all those games in 2021 what will they have left on over on the horizon um but you know sony uh, I, I don't think people are expecting a lot from sony because sony have kind of declared what's coming next year and that alone is massive um but in terms of the awards whoever wins i don't know i want ghost of tsushima to win even though i haven't completed yet i've just started it and i just love it oh my god, it's so good dude my yeah. god what a powerful story it's just gorgeous it to look at yeah it's, it's unbelievable it sucks you into that universe but yeah i'm not i mean pretty boring on my end but i i i don't know i think sony can play it safe they don't feel the pressure they shouldn't need to if anything it's microsoft i think that feels the, the pressure now and for good reason, but I think they're going to deliver. I, I really do. We're, we're, we're going to get into Microsoft, what I think they're going to be, even though they, you know, Aaron said temper expectations. That still doesn't mean that they're not going to be there. And I, th- I think we could see something special and even a surprise, uh, but we will definitely see. Uh, Crispy Bomb, uh, for you with Sony, uh, you know, they, they listen, like someone said in the chat, uh, these consoles are selling out, so they, they're not going to be. They, they, it's not going to a commercial to sell your PlayStation Five. First of all, you can't find one, and I think they only launched uh, uh, a handful of, of a million or, or, or two it's, throughout the world. It, it, it wasn't a big launch for them. It was a very soft launch, as opposed to uh, Microsoft, um, because of I believe the and potentially the bad. Uh, the, uh, the, the you know the the report that we got from Bloomberg where one out of two had uh, bad chipsets. I don't know if that's true. I don't, know, I don't think anyone ever will. But there's a reason why you can't find a PlayStation Five. Uh, what what do you expect Sony to bring to the table uh, for the Game Awards? I mean, obviously they have a great great relationship with Jeff. There's no doubt about it. What are you expecting to see? I expect them to take Xbox seriously this time. And actually drop some real news. And to be honest, just because of uh, what Jim Ryan said, uh, uh, what, uh, maybe a week, week and a half back with saying that, you know, we are are looking at Xbox's model and actually, you know, thinking about it. And I I would love to see a SOCOM. Oh, yeah. Great pick, dude. A multiplayer-centric game. Okay, because literally that's what made me a multiplayer gamer. A lot of people don't realize that. I will say it again. I've said it before, but, you know, some people need to realize I started multiplayer gaming with PlayStation. So, you know, couch co-op and then Internet involved. It was PlayStation. So, you know, I think that game has been thrown to the weeds for too long. And I think. You know, especially in, in, in what we're in right now, like a, a third person military shooter, I think would be pretty incredible because uh, most of them are first person. So I, I think there's a niche there that needs to be that itch needs to be scratched, as I like to say. And, you know, if they're going to go to more of a subscription based model, you need to have content constantly. And it starts with having a great IP, which people know, like a SOCOM. So. I think they're going to drop some multiplayer centric uh, things. I also think they're you're going to see something from either God of War 
or Forbidden West, you know, in some way, shape, or form, maybe some actual gameplay. I mean, God of War was basically a complete and total tease. So maybe some gameplay from that, or even a, a, a you know, a story trailer or something like that. Um, I, I think they're going to drop at least for PlayStation gamers some some kind of bomb, and and, and they're going to be hyped for it. So you know that that's the whole point like get people hyped get people ready to you know play your next game the only problem is is it going to really come out when you said it's going to come out and playstation is known for this to to delay and delay and delay and the only time i ever hear anybody say anything is when xbox delays you know (laughs) it's just it's kind of sad i've seen games delayed multiple times and and be out three to four years later on PlayStation, and nobody calls it out. And just, I don't know. Like, I'm the really that type of person. Years to come out, <laughs> that was you crazy. know, you know, you know. Keep keep that same energy. Like, I I just I don't know how to respond to some people. I'm like I'm like, are you so caught up in 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 loving your plastic box and not see what's going on? And I I just you know I feel like maybe forbidden west might be a game that would come out next year i don't feel god of war would come out next year just because i don't think you'd get two of those games i i just don't i i I don't think it would be logical either boom i really don't i mean i don't think they would do that because those are bombs and you're gonna drop them all in the same year i i don't know like yeah you would you would own that year but then the following year let's say a vow comes out and hellblade 2 comes out and and whatever else comes out on xbox Box, and then you have nothing that's really of significance coming out from PlayStation side. I don't feel they're. I feel they're trying to play the long game, just like Xbox. I feel is trying to play the long game, and I feel like if anything, you're just going to see a delay from one of the two games because they they are both games that people belovedly enjoyed, and you know for the most part they they have they have you know critically acclaimed. They, they are just they, they are games that people gravitate to and I, I think I think releasing them both in the same year would be asinine I am just saying I mean you you could bookend them you, you I mean you could have one at the beginning of the year one at the end of the year we saw that we saw Nintendo do that to great success with Zelda breath of the wild in at the launch and then Zelda uh, and Mario Odyssey at the at, at the holiday so it's possible. But I would imagine that uh, because of the mocap situation, because of the current world pandemic, I don't think that they ha- were able to get as much done with God of War. I know Jim Ryan had mentioned it. I, I don't. Th- I think he's. All- I think that we get God of War next March, twenty twenty two. That's just my opinion. But Sony could surprise us. I mean, we don't know. Uh, but indie gamer, let's go to you uh, now. W- again, we don't know what Sony's going to bring in tow. Uh, we do know that currently there's rumors that we could see silent hill or hills being uh you know brought back from the dead so to speak you know we've heard kojima potentially is working on it that he's mended bridges with konami i don't believe that for a second considering what how it went down um we have heard that uh blue point is doing metal gear solid they have been working on it for three years apparently and i heard this even a year ago i i had it on a good source that said they were working on it uh, they could surprise people. What What are you expecting? What What are are they gonna Are they gonna surprise the fans? Um, I'm sure they'll have a good showing. Um, in general, and yeah, you know, strong showing. I'm pretty damn sure of that. I mean, like 
you know, Xbox put on such a good show last time. They were definitely want to come back strong. And this time again, I keep alluding to this, but everyone knows it, but no E3 this year. This is the biggest show of the year to sort of get your stuff shown. Um, yeah, I mean, they've got they've got a lot of good games in production. Essentially, a lot of them could come out. I know, I, I know, I, I tend to. Sorry if I always focus on different sort of ass outs, outside of the box stuff. It's just the what I focus on different stuff usually rather than the big AAAs. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing um, what I think might be definitely confirmed. If not, it's. Um, potentially which is full guys um season three i know it's um old news now but full guys is a great little indie oh my um, god that came so addicting <laughs> dude i play that yeah. i've gotten the crown five times and i am proud to say that nice work, my friend that's not easy <laughs> <laughs> good stuff yeah no it's it's, it's awesome fun you know get with your friends and i'm sure and sure that will be appearing um on you know playstation uh segment um but yeah another game which uh they've had they've shown off um which i think looks amazing is uh keener bridge of Sp spirit oh dude that looks so good i yeah. can't wait for that yes yeah it looks really good that game um and i i think they were targeting like like, like april march or something next year originally but i don't know if that's potentially probably been pushed but um would be cool to see it again e either way uh you know just uh see some more of that good goodness maybe you know like an in-game sort of a bit of action kind of like play through uncut stuff um or something like that but um yeah another game as well which is i don't know whether this would happen but it's a game i really want i'm, I'm being a bit selfish in my sort of speak today i hope you don't mind uh no, but it's, I, don't it's, I don't actually have a playstation so i would really like to see you know maybe, maybe they'll do like a bloodborne um showing of some kind with an update of some sort and also the thing i would like out of it is pc coming <laughs> bloodborne coming to pc and i can get my hands on that game because i wanted to check it out for a while uh, but that's not really a, necessarily an actual playstation thing but you know I think PlayStation um, are going to be moving more into uh, getting their games across to PC uh, in general. So there is a chance of something like that. Um, yeah, all, you know, all the big boys, um, I think all you guys are, are going to cover that nicely. But like, um, yeah, that's my little take from a few different sort of um, side side steps, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Hope that's yeah, okay. no, no, that, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> real, real quick, I, I kind of want to just hit the brakes for a second. Uh, and I want to announce this to all the moderators. Um there is an a-hole in the chat known as Crap Boy something. Um, he, I don't know what his deal is. I, I don't. I, I mean, listen, dude, I, you, you're listening. I'm going to tell you this. Pick up the hotline and give <laughs> someone a call, bro. Like, oh, seriously. Wow. Uh, because I don't know what's going on. You seem very angry, very troll-esque. Uh, from now on. Anyone that comes in here looking for trouble, and this is to all the moderators, you have full authority, ban everyone, especially if they have crack boy in the name. And I'm being serious because this is a fun chat. This is meant to be a good conversation with good guests and a good community. And I don't have time for this. I'm 50 years old. I'm trying to run a program that people enjoy. And if you're going to come here and you're going to try and hurt the program with your shenanigans, you're going to get banned. And crack boy, I know that you're listening. I'm going to say this, and I don't like saying things like this, but I'm going to say that you have to be the biggest loser I've ever met in my entire life, that you would come to this program and have 19 different screen names. My God, you have an ident identity crisis. And again, pick up that phone, give someone a call that you trust, and talk it out because, wow, bro. 
Like, wow. Yeah, he, he had like 19 different people coming. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Every every show, I, I'm banning him six, seven times. I mean. Oh, he keeps coming and doing that? Oh, oh dude, every day, every show. It's 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 crazy. Like, it's really. Oh, it's, had games. What are you doing, bro? Just, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. I was going to say that. Thank you. I don't know. But listen, anyway, let, let, let's let's continue, of course, with uh, J, uh Jamie Moran. But, but Jamie, before I get to you, I have to thank a couple of people. Infinite Double A. Very generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding five dollars super chat and says, "When is Xbox going to be able to release a big game a quarter for Game Pass? If Game Pass is uh, to stay viable, we need a steady stream of first-party games." And yeah, listen, dude. Here's the thing. I agree with you one hundred percent, and I think that's coming. But we all we have to we have to understand. And I'm not making excuses for Microsoft. I go at them on a regular basis when they deserve it. When they started to shift the company into uh, we're, we're here and we're serious. It was the uh, mid-2018 when they announced they bought the five studios and they created the initiative. You have to think that games take three years to make. And we're in 2020. They've had a lot of these studios only 18 months, two, 24 months. You know, they're, they're hiring on a regular basis. I can't see a steady flow of games until next year. And I mean that. And obviously with covid Things have really piled up. So, I mean, they're coming. We have to be patient. I know it's hard to say as an Xbox fan because we want what Sony has. We want what Nintendo has. We do. But they are coming. And we do have a peek behind the curtain because we know Avow's coming. We know Fable's coming. We know Two New Horizons are coming. We know that they're working on a bunch of, uh, you know, the, the next Doom is going to be on Xbox. The next next Fallout, you know, we have some stuff from Obsidian. I mean, there's so much stuff coming out. We're going to get into that in a second with the Xbox. But I just say be patient, and those games will come. Uh, Johnny Patri- uh, uh, Patton's drops a very generous $5 Super Chat. Another one, he says, here's what I don't want for 2021. Us Xbox gamers waiting all year, just Halo to come out. They better have a banger early in the year. And I believe that that's, they're going to be having an early banger. I, I, I have it on good authority that they will. I think next year is going to be a big year for Sony. I think next year is going to be a big ne- year for Nintendo. But I also want to say with confidence, it is going to be a big year for Xbox and their first party in a big, 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 big way. Uh, the Elusive Gamer, uh, what, what do you think Sony is going to bring in tow tomorrow evening? Oof. Um, you know, I mean, there's going to be around 12 to 15 new announcements. And, you know, the thing is, people say about Sony is, oh, they can they can get away with not showing much. But shouldn't that not be the case? Like, shouldn't they be held to the same standard, showing new stuff under the Game Awards? That's just my opinion. Yeah. Um, but like, to show. They've already shown more, is the point, is So they, can, the, they should ratchet, uh, ratchet the, thing, the game. The thing is, Microsoft have already announced a bunch of games. We have Fable, Avowers, and a bunch of other stuff like Hellblade, Project Mara. I think. I don't know. I I agree with you. Part of me is listening to you. I'm thinking, you're right. You know, why why does Sony get get a free pass? The other part of me is thinking, well, they've shown Ratchet. Uh, We've seen Gran Turismo's gameplay, uh, although we've seen a bit of Forza. Uh, we've seen Horizon Forbidden West, at least in engine or whatever in game, and we haven't seen much of the others. But you're right, though. There's a good point. There's a qu- there's a question to be asked there. Well, they, these shows are usually about announcements. Gameplay is regardless. We see announcements at these things. It's not it's not a gameplay show, you know. 
Um, I, I would just like to see something fresh on Sony. You know, like maybe they can experiment and discover what the first person camera is. That would be exciting. <laughs> um, That's a good point. But they've tried doing that and then they've flopped hard with their endeavors in the first person space. I, I, they stick I, to I, their third person over the shoulder, well, you know, forest simulator with daddy issue stuff quite well. <laughs> I'd just like to see them experiment with something new because, like, a lot of their games are these cinematic experiences, but. I'd like them exper- experiment with something maybe more action focused or maybe something that's around fun, you know? Like I, I like this is the thing about Sony. They announce stuff and then things change and then I, I don't know, it's like uh, remember Uncharted 4 was meant to come out and then they delayed it and then a day later they announced the remastered trilogy, like the uh, next day. It's like hmm, a bit convenient, but it's like I just like them to show like announce something and just be different like the thing is about sony people are comfortable with them putting out these yeah. cinematic games it's like yeah. why can't people get a socom now why can't people get something different like, like again whenever people mention multiplayer the automatic response people give us but third party deliver that no, third that's, party that's deliver- nonsense. yeah that's nonsense that they say that it's because sony's a weakness at multiplayer doesn't excuse you that you wait on third parties to do that yeah, yeah i agree with you that's a stupid thing to, that people like, say that like Microsoft needed more single player games, and they're working on a ton of more single player games. But it's like, where's Sony's multiplayer? Like, there'll be multiplayer in the the racing game, but yeah. where's where's the multiplayer shooters? Where's the multiplayer action games? It's just I want to see something fresh. And you know, given that everyone's been stuck in the house for like forever now, like yeah. I think people would like to play something different, something and, social as well. You're right, yeah. And and frankly, you know, as me, like you know, I I I plan on picking up a PlayStation next year, but I'd like to buy something that isn't another third person game. I'm going to this objective. I'm looking after this kid. Oh, look, I'm going to this next objective. <laughs> looking after this kid. You know, that's, the, like, that's like four PlayStation exclusives. Actually, sorry, but... it's, it's it's just I'd like to see something <laughs> fresh. And you know, the, the, there are rumors of the whole Silent Hill thing, and you know that'll be third person. Um. Unless it's like PT where it's first person, but it's like I don't know, man. I just want to see something fresh because again, if we don't see a lot of new things from Sony, we may we may get new IPs, but it's like it's more cinematic third person stuff. And I like cinematic third person games, but I like to vary up what I'm playing, you know. They've really worn that formula thin, haven't they? My impression, my my thoughts were going to this next gen, that won't cut it. If they keep trying to do that, I think people should call them out for it. Uh, I've seen like a contingents completely deride multiplayer because they, because they're Sony fans or fanboys, I should, I should say, they all just deride multiplayer like, on basis that oh we've got third parties doing it. No, it's because Sony have flopped in doing that. Same way Microsoft have flopped in delivering single po- uh, player. Experiences. Yes, yeah, they they they, they both they both need to do better in both aspects for sure. Hundred percent. And I just ha- I just think Microsoft had the more exciting prospect. Microsoft are definitely delivering more variety this gen. I can't see Sony doing that. And if they carry on doing the single-player games, which they've said they will do, they've gone on as record to say that we're going to be focusing on single-player games. This is Sony. I just think that's a bit of a cop-out. I just think, well, you know, uh, um, change the change the script or you will get called out. At least yeah, one. eventually people are going to call them out for it because people do want multiplayer games for sure. Uh, Jamie, anything else you'd like to add before we get to the Xbox part of today's show? Uh, yeah, just with the whole like uh, Metal Gear rumors floating around, like uh, with the whole Blue Point thing, like I'd find it very odd for Metal Gear to be shown, considering they just came out with you know 
uh, Demon Souls. So, like, would it be cool to see Metal Gear? Yeah. Do I want to see it locked to one platform? No. Uh, but yeah, that's just me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen again. I, I, again, it's rumor. It's a rumor. It's not confirmed from anybody. Uh, I again, it's 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 again, one of those things that you know, take it take it with a grain of salt. Uh, me personally, Metal Gear Solid One, the original is in my top five games of all time, like Resident Evil 2 and 3. Uh, and those have been remade, and I would love, absolutely be, be beside myself in excitement to be able to see what Bluepoint, if in fact they are remaking it, do. Now, of course, is does it matter to me that it would be exclusive to the PlayStation 5? Not really, uh, because when I think of Metal Gear Solid 1, I always think of a PlayStation because that's where it was. So, if, And I support multiple consoles, so I'm going to play it. I don't care about that. Um, for the, you know, someone who maybe, you know, doesn't buy a PlayStation that's going to be forced to buy one, that's who I feel bad for. Uh, you know, you know, nobody wants to have to spend 500 or $400 respectively to play one game. But again, I, 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 that would be a big bomb for me, but I, I do want to move on to the Microsoft aspect of the conversation. Cause I think this is where we're going to kind of hang around for a bit. Now, Microsoft is in a position of, uh, of 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 being considered the comeback kid, uh, and you know you can say that about Nintendo because obviously they failed with the Wii U and Switch is just incredible. Um, Sony didn't have a great start to the PlayStation Three, uh, but came back towards the end. But they dominated with the PlayStation Four, and I and I, I and I see the same kind of resurgence from uh, from Microsoft. Um, people can consider. The, the Xbox One generation of failure because they sold half of what Sony did uh, and, and potentially eventually half of what Nintendo sold. But I still think it's still my favorite console of the three, for sure, for a lot of reasons. But Microsoft um, did something last year that shocked the industry. And, and it shocked the industry in such a way that today, almost a year later, we're still talking about it. And that's because they showed off the Series X one year before it was released and Hellblade. Now, we understand to top that is something that I, I don't know how you do that. I, I, even if they made me marketing manager for a day, didn't pay me, just let me hold the title and make a decision. I wouldn't know how to one up the ante, how I would respond personally to this game awards is I would show actual gameplay of Hellblade one year later. That's how I would respond to what we showed, what, what they showed. And I say we, like I'm getting paid, like what my <laughs> showed in 2019. Um, and um, I would also uh, would like to see maybe, because he, he said, Aaron Greenberg said they have several instances within the show. And I don't know if they're making award and announcements. Is Phil going to come back out on stage? Because this is being, this is not being done in person. This is going to be much different than, uh, than, than it was last year because of COVID. Um, but, you know, I would love some sort of confirmation and potentially, because we know it's in a playable state. Drew Murray, head, head of the initiative, has uh, his daughter, he actually tweeted something a couple of weeks ago, maybe even a month now, that his daughter liked the second build better than the first build. So it is a playable, playable game. Um, I don't know how Kids. graphically. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know if 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 how graphically intense it is. Could they have made a trailer? I don't know. I don't know any of these things. I'm not a developer, but I would love some sort of confirmation from the initiative on what exactly 
they are doing. Is it is it perfect dark reboot? Is it perfect dark in the universe? Can we get uh you know a, a, a 90 second trailer? I, I would be very excited, but I want to know what you guys think, and especially in the chat. Gaz, we'll go to you first. What what does Microsoft bring in tow to the game awards where they know they did great last year? The uh the series X and S are selling out and, and, and they're doing really well with, with, with that. What, what how could they attract more attention towards the Xbox brand? What do they need to do? Well, the thing is, even though the, the last time they showed something big that was impressive was last year. Since yes. then, there's been a deafening silence, in my opinion, as far as their first party outfits concerned. Because the if if someone says what's the best looking Xbox Series X looking game, I'd still say Hellblade, and that was the thing they showed off last year. So it's high time we saw a little bit of gameplay for that. I know COVID has wreaked havoc on stuff like mocap which is why you probably can't see a lot of Hellblade or that's taken a backseat because they couldn't even do whole bits of motion capture. But we definitely, definitely, definitely need to see Microsoft like firing at all cylinders. Show us what these studios that you've acquired have are working on. Um, and the Aaron Greenberg's kind of tweet says, well, just, you know, temper your expectations. It's He said that before the Inside Xbox show and that turned out to be a flop. So I'm just trying to not get excited before or overexcited. If we see gameplay for Hellblade, I'll be happy. Although in the way I, when I'm saying this, I feel a bit kind of sad, like what, really? Uh, a year after the first, we're going to celebrate the gameplay, something that we expected to see in June this year. But, you know, for me, the Xbox is the more exciting prospect because of all these studio acquisitions. What are they working on? The initiative is some mega studio, man, and the talent that they've got. Um, so, you know, I'd love to see what they put out there. Um, and they can surprise us. But the thing that Microsoft needs to do, and I don't think they should rest on their laurels. Yes, the X-Series X has sold well. But they need to show uh, gameplay. They need to show... What yeah, I agree, 100%. Yeah, great point, guys. If they don't, then it's a bit of a flop. At least show one thing, Matt. Let's just show Hellblade, for God's sake. I agree. You know, you know something? Listen, you bring up a great point. Um, I was having this conversation with my brother, Neo Mental, this morning. And he was saying that um, he wasn't racing out to buy a PlayStation 5 because, you know, like I said, Demon's Souls is not his bag. But he can play Miles Morales on his uh, PlayStation 4 pro that he has and he said it, he said it 100 i did not need to buy the series x uh, he didn't buy a playstation 5 he's not he's not going to until next year um but he said i didn't need to buy this console because what i'm playing i'm I, i'm i can enjoy on my xbox one x and to your point uh i'm having a great time with my series x I really am. The, the loading is ridiculous. I, I'm I'm loving everything that the console does. It doesn't. It's not loud. It's whatever. But I agree yeah, with you. Yeah. I agree with you. I I think that it's high time, COVID or not, that we see something. One of the games that they're working on is in a playable state. You don't have to show 17 minutes of footage. You can put together a a, a scripted you know, well-oiled machine trailer of game X, whatever game that is. We know Halo Infinite's not going to be there, and, and we're going to be talking, Halo Infinite dropped uh, the Halo Waypoint a bomb yesterday. We're going to be getting into in really deep 
a discussion tomorrow on Xbox Factor podcast. We don't. Oh, man. I thought I would do it today. I was going. No, to no, no. Yeah, that, that, that's a that's a that's a our topic by itself. But yeah, uh, I agree with you guys. I I think that they need to show gameplay. It would be great because again. 25 plus million eyes are going to be on this event and it would be pretty dope for Microsoft to surprise us with gameplay from something they're working on. What else do they need to do? Do you not think they might show like a Halo Infinite multiplayer gameplay? Because that was on the cards. I don't. I I don't think think at this point, I don't think they just need to let Halo... They they, they said they were going to give us information at at the end of the year update. They did that yesterday. With the waypoint, it was an incredible read. I commented on social media multiple times. I retweeted it. I posted it. I think people should give that a read. If I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm one of the people that had concerns for Halo Infinite. After reading that post, and I've read it twice because I'm preparing for tomorrow's show, I am telling you, as a fan, a diehard Halo fan, I am not concerned about Halo Infinite one bit they are yeah, no, no, come um, on the old school's fluff for a lot of the bits so like they did not rough, go out rough, sure but at the same time it gave <laughs> me confidence that they know what we are thinking and feeling again that's just my opinion i have strong strong confidence in what's going to come for halo infinite at in holiday 2021 which again yeah. Boomstick didn't give them the information. They already knew that the, the 20th anniversary is November 15th for the Master Chief. I believe that is when we are getting infinite. But but continue, guys. No, I I, I don't want to be too pessimistic. I'm a massive Halo is my number one franchise, so uh, it kind of hurts the way that, you know everything happened and unfurled. I read that article, and I, I know you're talking about it in depth tomorrow, so I won't I won't go into it too much. But I just based on that, they did. I'm glad. Uh, that they've addressed it, they addressed it before, but from the tone of it, it didn't sound like we're seeing a seismic shift in the visual fidelity of that game, uh, which I didn't. That didn't come across from from the tone that I was reading, and there was it was a it's a unique article. Ultimately, though, we're still obsessed about the graphics. The gameplay is where Halo is king, and that looked amazing. So whilst I whilst I uh, complain about Halo Infinite's visuals, which I still maintain it's a flagship title, it needs to be the best of the best. I'm super excited about. I don't know how many people in chat are mega Halo fans, but like Zeta Halo, the the lore behind that, the and Jason Staten in that article actually goes on to say, look beyond uh, the the launch because the story is going to be spoiled for ten years. Yeah, he, he he mentioned he mentioned Halo Zeta, which is crazy. Yeah, Zeta Halo is huge. Like in the lore, if you read that and the fact that the game is set on that, there's really so much. The the primordial there, the Bender can buy us. I, I'm, I'm going. I'm going to sound like that <laughs> channel. That? Yeah, Halo channel. But yeah, so. One thing I want to say, because we kind of get obsessed with the immediacy of things, and this might be sounding funny from someone who's just been deriding Xbox for lack of output, um, we've just started the gen, man. And if Microsoft don't show anything, it makes them look bad next year, fine. But the, the what Microsoft are going to deliver this gen is going to be, and you can hold me down on this, but this will be the best generation of exclusives that Microsoft has delivered ever. On the I agree. Xbox. Yeah. There's no question in my mind that for, and if, you know, I, like I said before, I came on, I went on national TV telling people to pick up the PS4 over the Xbox One. And now I'm saying to people, like, fine, you can buy the play, both great consoles, both are amazing now off the bat. Uh, but the Xbox Series X is the more exciting proposition 
their games is what's going to really that that's what really excites me the unknowns the big studio acquisitions what the initiative is doing even halo and i would say even halo but even halo with, with the scope of what it's going for playground games working on fable i mean hellblade 2 we were so spoiled that we want everything now and i i'm i'm with you guys there in the chat but damn man xbox is going to kill it but it'll take a bit, little bit longer. So that's the thing that I want to see. What I also want to see, and I don't have a definite answer to this, is this whole power thing. I am a power, you know, no, I've got a PC anyway, but I bought the Series X on the premise that there was the most powerful console on earth, which it is, but that doesn't mean anything until you translate that power. So if the PS5 is besting it or it's near parity or the Xbox is making negligible gains over its um, counterpart, the PlayStation 5, that's not good enough. Microsoft marketed this in a way that needs to show those results. So that's what I want to see next year as well. More so than exclusive, well, as important as exclusives, I want to see those dev tools. I want to see this whole uh, full RDNA too, whether or not that makes a massive difference, I don't know. But I want to see that power. I want to see that. But generally, man, it's a great, this is going to be the best gen in gaming for a long time, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I, I and I agree, and 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 f- fantastic points as always, crispy for you, being an Xbox first gamer uh, like myself. Uh, but we, of course, you know, we we can put you know put our heads together and talk about other other uh, you know consoles and other and other platforms, you know, equally and still have a great conversation. What are you expecting Microsoft to bring in tow? I mean, obviously, you know, again, Aaron Greenberg saying temper your expectations, but that doesn't mean they're not showing up with a surprise or three well i mean aaron greenberg said that because you you announced a console launch yeah exactly the year before so i mean to temper expectations i've had a lot of people already because like i like i always say i have like maybe 13 people blocked maybe a little bit more uh on twitter and and they're like Oh well, what is Xbox going to do? Announce Cyberpunk being the Game Pass. If that happens, my God, people are going to go nuts. People are going to be pissed. People are going to be happy. Um, it, it would be very interesting. Uh, the only thing I'll say is that they probably have a lot more than a usual game already bought that game. So why not do it, or why not announce a date? when you would have cyberpunk come to game pass that that would be my number one i i think it would be it would be pretty like people would be just sitting there like what the hell or they'd be like oh my god thank god i didn't buy it and it, it would be something that would get gamers into game pass um number two hellblade 2 has been thrown to the weeds on the showcase I feel like there's actually supposed to be gameplay there. I feel like they waited, maybe because of COVID, whatever the hell it is, but they waited. And and Hellblade 2, just from what we saw at the Game Awards last year, I feel would, would bring gamers in. And the only thing I look at is that the Game Awards is going to be a four-hour show. Yeah, you it's going to be long. Fill, you got to fill that in. So imagine having a five-minute gameplay trailer of some of these games that that you've seen because they said 12 to 15 unknown games that we don't know about. 
You know about Hellblade 2. Right. You know right. about Avowed. You know about all these games that have already come out, and we haven't seen enough of them to be excited enough about to go and say this is going to be in the next game of the year. You know what I'm saying? I, I think both PlayStation and Xbox are gonna play this game and they're gonna they're gonna go tit for tat. And the only thing I say is Xbox has shown very little. And to bookend it, I feel like we need to see something, whether it be a, a cinematic or gameplay trailer from Starfield, because it's been yeah, a great few point. years. Good one. That's a good one. And, and you know what? Everybody's going to say, oh, it, well, it's not technically exclusive. Well, I'm going to tell you right I now. It's exclusive. Listen, I don't give a shit what exclusive. anyone tells you. It's exclusive. Why is it not exclusive? Okay. Do at least Game Pass. At the least. Okay? Oh. I don't know if they're going to they're gonna play the game and be like, hey, subscribe to Game Pass, and you get it for your you monthly You can play payment. it on PC, and you can play it on Xbox, but you're not going to be able to play Starfield on a PS5. That is the reality. And that's my thought process as well. Yeah, but I think I don't think it will come out PS5, but that's me. But at the end of the day, we we literally you got a little tease. That's all you got. You got you got the you got the basically the Metro Prime, the the God of War Ragnarok. That's what you got from them, and it's been a couple years. And Bethesda, they already released Doom Eternal to Game Pass. Okay, it's done. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't care what it, anybody says. Yeah. They might come out and they might act like it's just Bethesda, and that's it. it, it Todd Howard might come out and might 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 do his whole spiel and act like Xbox doesn't exist. I'm fine with that because we all know the freaking end game. So, <laughs> you know, you, you got to understand that like Xbox has so many hands in the cookie jars. They don't care. They don't care if you you love one game on one platform or the other. They're trying to release it on multiple and multiple platforms is PC. It is your freaking phone for the love mm -hmm. of God. Okay. Toast. And, 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 and they're releasing on iOS now they've already announced that. So they're not, they're not playing this, this game with like, let's just release our games on, on one singular device. They want to release it on multiple devices everywhere. And, and yes, some of these games are going to take time. That's why, you know, uh, xCloud is still in beta technically. So they, they are playing this long game that a lot of people are ignoring. That's just like Phil saying, hey, we were behind. We waited. We wanted that, that new tech from AMD. Well, guess what? You got to realize PlayStation's using AMD tech too in their freaking console. So why the hell did Xbox wait? There's a reason for it. Don't sleep on it. I'm just telling people. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I agree. And I, and I, I, I again, I, I still think they could surprise us. It's not going to be obviously as big as a console <laughs> reveal and that's fine. Uh, they don't need to do that. Uh, the console is already out. We're playing it. We, we own it. And we don't need another big bomb. We need what we need is games. But let's uh, let's get let's bring indie gamer. Indie, look, one of the things again, like Sony, Nintendo um, fosters indies in a great way. Um, so a perfect again, perfect example. Song of Iron is an exclusive. That's a console exclusive. That game is only available on the PC 
and or, or an Xbox, yep. regardless of where you play it, whether you put it on your phone, whether you you know on your tablet or on your TV, it doesn't matter. But you can only play it there. And um, do you, do you expect uh, Microsoft to potentially bring an indie that they have high hopes for to these awards? I think quite possibly. Yeah, they may even do like a reel, but um, they may do a focus in like the Ascent or something like that. Uh, there's been a few which they've shown off. Um, I mean, if you want to get into the the one I would absolutely love to see there, which a lot of people would love to see there, which has been um, elusive. <laughs> to use our friend in the, on the panels, um, uh, a little pun there for you. But to use an elusive um, a, a game uh, that is a uh, gone a little quiet for a little long time i bet you can guess what it is and it's the last night if that popped up i would yeah. go mental <laughs> but yeah i feel like that game i mean that game a lot of people isn't that always... in hell now i really wanted that it game. was that's a few years back but i feel like they've sorted that out now um okay. oh, that's yeah such a good game man like, i just really want that to happen i really yeah it's happening that's the thing i was just going to say a lot of people are like are oh, is it happening yeah, is it a happen? long night the, the last, the last, night. The last the, night. Yes, yes, the yes, yes. yes. Cyberpunk. Yes, yes, Dude, let me tell you something. Really. I've been banging that drum on this <laughs> show and other shows for years. Yeah. Um, for years, guys. Yeah, it was 20, 2017 it was revealed at E3, yes, I think. Yes, E3, um, as a matter of fact. Yeah, E3, and it was a massive deal. Like It was put in, put in pride of place, and, you know, it blew everyone's minds. I've been, you know, uh, dying to, you know, play it ever since. It's been one of my most anticipated. Uh, I love that aesthetic it's got. Um, you know, very cinematic feel. Uh, looks amazing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, if it doesn't turn up now, I mean, it will be great if it did, obviously. Um, I feel like the developers... Um, I, I follow him on Twitter. He does tweet quite a lot. Sometimes oh, he'll tweet yeah. some controversial stuff. Um, so maybe that's, you know, he gets into a little bit of a um, uh, sticky sticky ground sometimes. So, um, he, yeah, he's uh, uh, they did have problems, uh, you know, a while back with, um, yeah, I won't go into it too much. I, I did look into it quite a lot. And, um, yeah, they, they I think they lost the publisher at one point who was, I think it was Raw Fury they had or someone like that. I think they lost them. And then essentially I think they're back on track now. But at the end of the day, you know, he's, he's still making the game as he keeps reassuring everyone when people ask him, are you still making it? Yes, we're very much still making it. It must be so annoying. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm not sure it will pop up this time. But I'm not really hearing it from you, though. I haven't heard that. So that's oh, happening. Yeah. It's definitely happening. It's definitely still happening. Yeah, I mean it, that's what's that's what um Tim Torre has been saying in on Twitter. He's, he's confirming that it's happening. Yeah, he's still making it very much. Um, yeah, absolutely, it's hundred percent. Um, yeah, I've, unless he's living a double life where he just wants to carry on a lie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that game would be awesome to see. It looks good. I know, I know, Jamie um, is looking forward to that game because I see him tweeting quite a lot about it as well. So uh, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people in the community looking forward to seeing that pop back up. I'm sure it will at some point. Again, Tunic is another one of those games. Tunic yeah, another, I was gonna, literally going to say that Tunic and, and 12 Minutes is another one I'm looking forward yes. to. Maybe that could show up there in a big way. Def, definitely. Tunic um, had an update recently as well. I don't know if you saw that. I retweeted it. was um, an update that IGN did an interview with the developer, Andrew Schroeder. And uh, he said he's you know making good progress. There were some new uh, screenshots shown and stuff like that. So, yeah, he's good making good progress. He's also brought in two other people to help him um, with the level design or something or rather that he can sort of like he, he was finding himself getting too wrapped up in things and taking too much time over it, being too careful and too, you know, like 
basically being artistic and you know being a, a procrastinator a lot just much like me i always do that sort of thing <laughs> you know just um, overanalyzing everything uh, but anyway it seems like he's making good progress now and uh, it said they said 2021 um but yeah he's not locking down a, a date or anything like that so hopefully that will happen for tunic but um yeah that was only a recent thing so but yeah otherwise you know the ascent is looking good that could definitely come up i think um psychonauts 2 will definitely pop up at this on this game awards um i say definitely but that's just what i believe obviously it could well be wrong guys uh, but psychonauts actually that's a good point i like you made me realize i forgot about a lot of games there so you think the ascent will come up i think the ascent could come up i think that's um ten i mean it's supposed to be coming out in you know in 2021 so that's why early, I'm, thinking early that, I'm thinking that game's gonna yeah. hit is it early 2021 oh, okay. yeah 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 they were saying that so i mean it looks looks far into the development as well so um nice. yeah but at, the, at the end of the day they like a lot of indie developers they won't specify a date until they're ready basically to, to, to release like it's just the way they do it yeah the gunk someone in the chat just said that's it looking awesome that game could come up um you know um who uh, obviously you've got the th the initiative uh, it's going to be good to see what they're doing at some point um, it's they're teasing a lot about it so you know I, I think they must be getting ready to show something personally i hope it's a new ip and it's not um a perfect dark uh, reboot or anything like that just just my personal thing i like fresh new games to check out with them um, going down new routes and stuff um the medium i think that could definitely pop up as well because that's very close oh, yeah. to release um so yeah the medium looks awesome um but and one other thing which is a bit more potentially pie in the sky um but maybe not um is I think maybe Forza Horizon 5 could pop up. I'm, this might this might seem a ma massive list. I'm not saying that all of these things will pop up as a whole if you see what I mean. But I think that the I think that Horizon 5 is actually a hit more 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 down the line than Motorsport is. I think Motorsport didn't look that far on in my opinion when they showed it at the last showing which I can't remember yeah. which one that was. It was only a cinematic trailer that they showed. So uh, there wasn't, you know, any gameplay which is kind of like it was running in, in, in engine assets, though. That was an in, in engine representation with the real time ray tracing on it. Uh, okay. So it was like July, I think. But I think you're yeah, right. Though. Right. I think we had Jeff Grubb on, and he was alluding to the same thing. That just makes sense for Forza Horizon. Yeah. 5. Yeah, I think so. I think what they're doing with uh, motorsport is a massive, like you know, basically. Oh, it's, starting it's, 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 it's rumored yeah. to be a change in tone. Yeah. Totally. Exactly. Which they exactly. need actually, because they got the game. Even though they were good, motorsport series were good. They just got like diminishing returns in people's excitement. So they kind of yeah. need to go back and do that. So it's really good. I think Turn Ten definitely with Dan on to definitely do that. It's a good point. I think I'd love to see a Forza Horizon. Oh my god, if that happened, yeah, I think I'll that could happen because they they're so well, you know, they're they're like a well-oiled machine, and it's they've got it down. It's just essentially changing, you know, the scenario, uh, yeah. the, the setting, etc. You know, they they are they could they. They are amazing at churning out not churning that's a that's a negative connotation that word but you know delivering <laughs> awesome games that, like you uh, it's, it's usually every two years i think they do it but i think they would I potentially have something ready for like september next year maybe on the horizon that would be sick actually that's a good point actually imagine if they did release it next year and then they had halo and they were both good yeah. i mean yeah it would be pretty strong. japan 
that would be just that. That would be the ultimate for me and as well, yeah. <laughs> the, the fanboys will say, oh, another Halo, another Forza. Yeah, it's okay. You know yeah, what? It's okay. Yeah, you know, Halo and Forza is like that if they were good. So, yeah. Yeah, strong staples, aren't they? Um, but yeah, I think motorsport is going to be a, a, a lot longer, maybe 2022, I think, for motorsport. And like like we say, it's, it's going to be a complete overhaul. And, um, you know, hopefully I have a really cool like story mode or something in it. I think that's what lacks in the motorsport games is there's not much of a you know a, a story like driven feel going on i know it's a racing game you just want to race but mm-hmm. at the end of the day it's quite nice to go through a story and you know become like the ultimate driver or something you know like in that sense but yeah um i could go on but uh, obviously you guys are covering hellblade 2 that could definitely come up that would be awesome um yeah but i will stop there i've gone on too long already <laughs> no, that's okay. i mean listen it's, it's, i was really you always you always come prepared but look this is what i want to do is as we close in on the two hour mark uh and, and i think this is important for the conversation that we're having is we're going to come back around to what we would change now again we we have to be fair here because we don't know what they did differently the, the game awards are obviously tomorrow night so we you know but we can look and say what we you would like to like to see change i'll start gaz for you personally what 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 changes need to come to the game awards moving forward um i think we i think the elusive uh, game actually made this point about the transparency in terms of nomination so that you don't have that kind of controversy maybe some player a gamer's input if it's the gamers show to avoid controversy at the same time i don't think they should pacify gamers because we gamers are such a whiny bunch he says as he whines about people whining but um yeah i think i think that that, that point on nominations people feel like they they get snubbed so there may be an element of uh let the gamers determine some of the nominations or some element of it or some transparency at the very least because then these the list gets announced and everyone gets a bit annoyed um other than that um i just hope that and it's it's out of keely's hands in a way he will secure as many megatons as he can uh but i think uh, if they can just do, I like the format. And I, I, again, the Lucid makes a good point. I, and he said, well, other award shows don't have these kind of trailers, right? Um, but I like that. That's like a gamer centric thing that like, we love those. That's what, that's yeah, we what do. Like, Absolutely. Right? Like, I don't care what uh, someone else thinks is a game of the year award at all. I literally don't care. Um, like, okay, fine. It won. I, I mean, that's a lie. I actually do care because I want the developer to get feel recognized. That I would like, you know, especially indie. When you see an indie developer just get recognized and then they go on stage, it means the world to them. That for me is cool. Um, but other than that, I would just say, yeah, more reveals, more stuff. But I like the fact that it's becoming bigger and bigger. Like, like cost your mind back. Was, gaming was a bit of a, like, uh, it wasn't serious. So I just wanted to get bigger, better, uh, and more transparency than nominations is what I'd say. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. The nominations is certainly, uh, again, a 90-10 split for a game uh, for a game show that is uh, supposed to be by the people for the people, meaning that it's for the gamers. Seems like it's more of a tagline than it is an ideology. So I agree 100% with you. I think that uh, as, as, you know, again, taking nothing away from the 95 individual sites, persons, peoples, entities that are making these decisions, I feel that they are, the, again, 
a lot of people wear their uh, their hearts on their sleeves when it comes to a specific game, a specific uh, platform, or whatever. I get that. So maybe somebody can't be 100% trustworthy, but I think, and I agree with you, and I agree with Jamie, we're going to get his opinion in a second, that the gamers, the ones that are actually buying these games and playing these games should have a little bit more stake in the actual award giving. That's a great point. Crispy, for you, what would you like to see come in regards to change for the Game Awards next year? It should be voted by the gamers. Uh, I don't care about what some asshat that's putting out clickbait has to say or think about a game. You, you, you have to either change the nominations or change the format in general and make it about the gamers themselves and and have a fan vote and i think i think that would alleviate all of the people's issues that they have with this and and i think that would be the best for the devs for the gamers themselves for the executives that go and say well hey i put out a game that we didn't think was going to be great and it turned out to be great and that's the problem i have i I feel like we're going on these huge budget games for the majority of them and there's a few you know in between that you know are not technically huge budget but i mean how much did nintendo invest in animal crossing probably a lot to be honest because that's a nintendo type game but it if it's if it's not there because more PlayStation gamers voted for, you know, Ghost of Tsushima or Last of Us Two, I'm more fine with that than you know taking a certain percentage of what people vote for and then adding it in. I think that's wrong. I think that's unethical. If if you feel it's right, that's fine. I mean, but what's to say? that a gamer like myself doesn't know more than somebody that's pushing through a game to uh, review it. I want to 1v1 one v one you on Gears of War. That's it, sorry. <laughs> I, I, I definitely agree with you. I definitely disagree with you, Crispy. I'm sorry to say. I thought that you care, but I, it's, it's, it becomes like a popularity thing. Sorry to cut you off. But I just feel like it becomes like a massive. All it will be is all the popular games, you know, that get a lot of play will, will, will be regarded as the best because of the popularity contest. And, you know, it's and it will be biased massively from like the ones who play on the most platforms, the ones who don't, you know, but not, not every gamer will have played every game. So you can't vote, you know, truly to those games. They won't be able to say, oh, that game I haven't played it, but, you know. Okay, okay, okay. So, for example, how many PlayStation gamers have played, uh, Doom Eternal. We don't know that. Yeah, we don't. We don't really know. We I mean, don't I'm know that. More. That's the whole point. Yeah, but here we go. The point is, yeah, but the, there'll be more PlayStation gamers, so there'll be more PlayStation votes on Doom yeah, Eternal. But but, but, yeah. but 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 you're not including the Xbox gamers that play on PC. You you. What I'm saying to you is, is that at the end of the day, this will be more valued than what we have right now. Because we all, in some way, shape, or form, feel there's some kind of bias, even though there's probably not. It's just they enjoyed those games more. 
But instead of having millions of people voting on it, you have a certain percentage that has the highest percentage to have that game be game of the year. It makes no sense. I would rather have PlayStation having more people playing it, but still at the end of the day, all these Xbox gamers or gamers in general could go and say Doom Eternal is more more gravitating a better game than what I played on PlayStation. Maybe they didn't play on it, but the same goes for the PlayStation gamers. It's just what I'm saying is is that I would feel it'd be more valued if if it was a truly fan based voting system. That's what I feel. There is, there is the one category, though, isn't there? You've got sorry, just just one. There is the one category where you can do that now. So there is that in there. What you what you what you desire is in there now. So just bear that in mind. Yeah, like fans can pick. There's like yeah, the, there, yeah, one category is called the player's voice, and you can voice. vote. Yeah, 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 and, and that's one category. You're always gonna, you're always going to get this uh, contention either way, man. You're going to say people have f- fudged the vote or something like that. It's I, I think that it's got to be somewhat of an even split. I, I I don't know if that would work and and that would maybe uh you know turn some people from you know naysaying to like okay I you know I had I had an input in this. Um, I think the indie gamer should be the final judge. That way. I agree. I, I think you should judge everything indie gamer. Absolutely. No triple A games. That's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, that would be a bit. It would be definitely an indie fest then. <laughs> well, you are called the indie gamer, but uh, indie. Let's uh, you know continue your point if you don't mind. Uh, what 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 changes would you personally like to see come to this uh, award show? Um, I do, I do understand your your you know just crispy's desires to to make it more balanced and stuff like that but uh i mean yeah i just like to see maybe i guess more um it's the obvious but more indie coverage as well you know more maybe another category uh which uh highlights more indies as well um yeah like but i i going back to the the point i feel like it's you know Maybe if they brought that percentage up to twenty percent of the gamers or something like that, that because the twenty percent of the vote, dude, come <laughs> on, man, it should be fifty percent. It should it's be dangerous. The higher you go, though, you, the more top sided it's going to make. The you know from the votes from other platforms. Well, I'm fine with that because eventually Xbox is going to come out with a banger, and people are going to be like, "Oh crap, I can't deny that." <laughs> the other thing, you know, you know, I know you say there's there's people who play uh, who put out their play the games really quickly to, to review it and then just for clicks they you know they're doing it but this very small minority of outlets actually do that to be honest with you you know i know that they're they are reviewing a lot of games and it is is a tough tough world to be you know going through a lot of well, games i mean, I mean when you when you when you put a single player gamer to review a multiplayer aspect of a game I have a problem with that, and I've seen that multiple times. So I, I just I, I don't value the the uh, the big wigs, as I like to call them in gaming, decisions over the people that actually play the games and actually enjoy the aspects of the games. I just I don't value that. It's just like oh, all of a sudden, you know, Ghost of Tsushima's got a multiplayer now. Well, did anybody review that? What about Gears Five coming out with multiplayer and single player? That 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 pisses me off. I'm sorry. And multiple outlets freaking change their their mentality because of what they played on the multiplayer to 
to the single player and vice versa. So I just, I, I don't agree with it. I think it's asinine. I think if the gamers are going to vote for last of us two to be the greatest game of all time for this year, I'm fine with that. I would rather yeah. have that. Yeah. But if you think about it, you're, you're saying that what you want is uh, fans to vote and then all the fans are going to do is, all right, okay, what five games have we got here? Hades, um, last of us, uh, animal crossing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But they didn't vote for and the then, nominations yeah. then, either. Indeed, well, 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 like, well, then what they do is, you know, yeah, just going for just going through this at an isolated point at the moment. Then they vote for Hades, or they vote, you know, one game. I haven't played with any of the others. I'm voting for Hades, kind of thing. And then that's 100 percent of the vote. And you know that happened over and over again because there's more PlayStation gamers and they play on the PlayStation. And that's the game they've played, and all the other games aren't on the other on PlayStation or whatever. You know, I mean, it comes very lopsided. You get where I'm coming you know, from. You know, what I'm going to say to you is, is if you ever watch the, the, the Viewer Choice Awards on MTV, okay, most people have never complained about that. Because at the end of the day, the people voted for what they wanted. And, and we're talking millions, you know, voting for what they wanted. And, and I just feel like the Game Awards puts itself in a little box. And they say, okay, we're going to be... We're going to have this game, this game, and this game. And and many people haven't played it. You know what I mean? Like, like you could you could bring out every game that's been nominated this year, okay? And somebody hasn't played one of them. I you just find thing? I just think it's so funny that we care about so much what someone else votes the game of the year, even like the masses. Like, gaming is so <laughs> different from movies. Like, we ultimately, I'm the arbiter in deciding what I think deserves yeah. the game of the year. For yeah, me, hatred is the game yeah, of the year. Me too, but, then, for sure, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. let's just not worry about it. Just, I, I would say enjoy it. Enjoy the, the, you know, the razzmatazz of gaming getting its glow up in the mainstream. I like it. I, I just yeah. like but yeah, I understand your frustrations as well, Crispy. It just it's, you feel like there's inequity. If the gamers had their voice, it would be the gamer-centric show. The gamers are the the, the deciders, and well, I completely. Jeff, Jeff's trying to make it that. So, I mean, make it that for real. Like, is he know, trying to make that? I think he's just trying to make money because uh, he's just making it like the Academy Awards uh, and all that. But, but you know what? Cool. I like that. I actually like that. A bunch of panels. They may, whoever the panel members are, it just adds a little bit of that Hollywood type prestige to the game awards. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't agree. Not when it comes to gamers. I, I. I feel like most gamers have their own opinions and they can vote for it. And that's that's what I feel like. If you're gonna have a voice, like ten percent ain't gonna mean shit. Yeah, when James comes, makes a good point. When it comes chat, to any public vote can be messed with, and you can see that. Like we had someone in chat and Boomsticks thing made like fifteen accounts or twenty accounts start spamming randomly. Yeah, yeah, ridiculous. And, that kind of stuff, <laughs> like, and, and I'll I'll say this: do not underestimate the pettiness of fanboys. And I might get hate for this, but particularly PlayStation guys, they have a lot of energy. Maybe because there's more numbers of them, I have seen them go to ridiculous extents. Yes, and I and I, I would have to back Gaz up on that. I have seen, again, each community has their own toxic yeah. morons that you want to stay away from. But I will say that the Sony PlayStation, again, it's not to make, you know, make trouble, but the, the truth is the truth. I have seen um uh the, to 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 gaz's point the extreme amount of effort that some of these playstation gamers or supposed gamers go go into to prove their point is quite astounding to be honest 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, GameOnDaily.com was birthed because of this weird, weird like console rivalry in the one platform which I won't mention the name of. And it's just, it's they will go to another extent. There are always problems. I completely understand. I'm not even disagreeing with you, Crispy. I have a different view on things. But um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I just, my view is don't, don't let it bother you. Who cares? We, my game. Well, is- at the end of the day, we, we, we decide for our personal game of the year, yeah. but it would be nice to see what yeah. we like get up there and get that prestigious award. Anything else you'd like to add, Indy, before we go to the elusive gamer? Um, just that, yeah, what Gaz just said is what I, I definitely agree with. I, and I don't usually get into like, you know, tussles with, with like about this sort of stuff. But I usually focus on celebrating the, you know, the games that are there, like, and just enjoy, enjoy and, you know, like I'm saying, I will just play the games I want to play. But it's, I, like I say, but at the start of the show, I love seeing those indies in those sections. And it's, and I love seeing Hades, it, an indie game in, in the actual game of the year selection. And it would be so awesome to see that take game of the year over everything else. It would be an amazing wow. story. I would love that as well. I'd love it. It would yeah. be pretty epic if it did, and it would be <laughs> a monumental. But again, my I, my pick is Ghost of Stream. Not because sure. it's a big company <laughs> game, it's because it's it's one, one of my favorite and, games. And mine sure. is Doom Eternal. I mean, I mean, Doom yeah. Eternal is just an epic. It makes you feel like a god, and I love it. That. Does it? Does, and for a lot of reasons, it it, it is an it is a, again one of those modern day masterpieces. Uh, an all. Decade, decades old franchise somehow came back in a big way, uh, and 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 they just continue to push forward. Uh, it's it's again, it's it's it's, it's incredible. Uh, and but let's then the the elusive gamer Jamie for you as someone that you know covers this from from a professional point of view because we are all content creators in one way or another. What changes would you like to see come to the Game Awards in twenty twenty one? I would like there to be less focus on advertising and sales and have more focus on the awards because last year I remember like certain indie games and stuff were getting awards off screen while they were saying, hey, all the Bethesda games are on sale right now. And it's like, that's not why we tune in. And it, it, it just feels shallow to me at the end of the day. Um yeah. and I just don't I just don't like that. I, I just don't like the over, you know, corporate tone that the game awards has especially when the game awards is meant to be an independent show you know um and the the whole thing about the whole voting thing i agree there has to be some some change because it's it's a bit weird how we have the same talk every year like you know and there's an obvious pattern so like you know obviously something has to change do i think it should all go to the public I think that's a bit risky because, like, mm. l- like look at me for instance. I'm primarily an Xbox gamer. My Twitter is all Xbox. But if I post a question or like a poll, an Xbox related question or something like that, uh, it's going to be heavily sided to what I want, whether whether I say anything or not, right? Because mm. by design, all my followers are pretty much going to vote for what I can predict, right? Yeah, and. That's the same for everyone and every other fan base. And it's like, if if a PlayStation account, similar, a similar account that posts a similar post and all of their followers say that, it's going to be skewed the other way. So I don't think we can just rely on the fans because, let, let, let's face it, there's more PlayStation fans than there is Xbox fans. And that means there's more fanboys. And they look that this is the thing there's this huge argument on twitter right now like you know why a sony game has to win game of the year but why can't a third party game win game of the year 
Like it's it's always this thing I would say it's either Microsoft or Sony. It's like why can't a third party game? We've had indie games win in the past. Remember when Telltale's The Walking Dead won Game of the Year? Yeah, that was like twenty twelve. Yeah. That was that was a big yeah. deal. And yeah. it's like now it now it's like there's this race for it has to be either Sony or Microsoft or Nintendo. It's like why? And it just it just feels like this every year. And last night I was going down Twitter and. I was just saying, like, people were posting screenshots of literal, like, arguing online of, like, why The Last of Us should win. And the only reason I saw most pop up was that it's a PlayStation game. Yeah. And that just feels weird. And, again, you know, back to the whole whole corporate shtick of it, it is rammed down your throat a bit, you have to admit. Like... Uh, like in like I mentioned the whole BAFTA awards thing and like that that's very professional. Hmm. They don't do that like yeah. at all, and it's just like with the the Jeff Keighley awards, uh, it just feels like just too corporate. And I know after all, isn't it? So <laughs> kind of, yeah, I mean, I obviously like, and the thing is, he he's like the face of the awards. I get it, but it's like it's like. Every five seconds, he might as well just be on stage going, me, me, <laughs> me, Kojima, me. And it's just like, <laughs> I just get this overtone of your know, arrogance and selfishness. Like, maybe that's just me reading too much into his smug grin. But, like, <laughs> I, I just... Can't I can't argue I, with that, brother. I can't argue with that. It's your opinion. It, it went from the like the Spike TV awards where it was this really like you know super cringe over the top thing to where yeah Jeff Keighley was taking it in a better direction but I don't know man it just it screams corporate still and I don't like that. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's a great point. For me, the the thing that needs to change, and I think uh, I'm not sure who mentioned this, but it was a great point. The Game Awards needs to be moved into January, and and I say that that is the one line in the sand I am not willing to cross. Uh, I say that if a game releases in said year, that game should be available for being nominated. And by trying to get, like, for instance, uh, um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order last year, right? That game released on the last day of eligibility. The last day it was it was eligible to be picked and they snubbed it and it got snubbed again this year. And, and I think that that in itself is a tragedy, not 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 because they want to put an award up on their mantle, but Respawn has yet to make a bad game. And that was probably one of the best Star Wars games in years. And the fact that we're not even talking about it, it says that once a game is old there's a very, very small, minute chance that it's going to reappear in some big way, unless it's a multiplayer game. I have a single-player experience that is getting single-player uh, content, potentially based on what we heard, but not as of yet. So it's not in the running again. And again, it got snubbed last year, gets snubbed this year. I think that uh, I understand that they uh, they want to sell games. This is a very commercial-based uh uh, you know, show it's to sell get video games also as well as celebrate. That's why Gaz was laughing in the beginning that at the end, at the end of the day, it is basically one giant commercial. But I, th- I think that to be fair, to have everyone's game have the same fair chance as someone that launched in January of 2021 and releases in December of 2021, they, they, they should receive the same fair amount of, 
uh, or same amount of ability to be judged by their peers and not be boxed out for a, because of a specific date. That's why the show needs to move into January. Yeah, why do they do that though? I don't know what the, the rationale is. About I, I don't know. It, it's always been it's always been in December, and again, it, probably what Jamie said is because it's very corporate and they're trying to sell, uh, you know, sell the end of the year games that are on sale and and this, that, and the third. But I think that if you want this to be legit, if you want this to be looked upon as a legit game awards that does not have this kind of controversy, a game released in the said calendar year that includes 365 days needs the same amount of fairness for it to be judged, whether it came out in the beginning of the year or the end of the year. And I think the only way you can do that fairly, and Jeff's not going to hear this and that's fine, you know, whatever. But I think that if you want this to be looked upon like the BAFTAs and you want to say, okay, this is a legit award show. There is no controversy because said game came out on December 17th and our award show was on the 10. So, you know, stick it up here. You know what? No. I think the way that you do that, and to be fair, is to, if you release in said year, you should be eligible to be picked if your game is worthy of it. And 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 I'll end it with that. But I do want to catch up on just two Super Chats that came in, and we'll get everyone out of here. Infinite AA drops an additional outstanding and very generous $5 Super Chat and says, I know this is divisive, but my game of the year is The Last of Us 2. The game hit on every point. I wanted it to do, and it made me think and invoke my emotions. Yeah, again, that's probably why I dislike it as much, because even though my emotions were there, and it did hit on a lot of great points for me, I just hated the way that they st the story was told, and I really, really hated the way the two characters were depicted. It's just, again, that's why I dislike it terribly. The Living Flame, good friend of the show, he drops... An outstanding two dollars and says, "Let the critics choose. Let gamers choose who wins." Indeed, yeah. that's actually not such a bad idea. But listen, this has been a great two hours, two plus hours. I want to thank everyone that came out. We had over three hundred people watching. I want to thank the generous super chats that came in once again. Uh, you power the show and allow me to set up these incredible, uh, you know, giveaways that M Mrs. Boomstick and I do on a yearly basis. And, of course, I could not have a show if it wasn't for this outstanding international panel. I'm going to start with Gaz from Game On Daily. Dude, first of all, thank you so much for hanging out. Hopefully you had a good time. Uh, tell everyone about your program and where they could tune in. Thank you for having me. I had a great a great time just being an ass on the show. This is why I do, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> it's difficult. Uh, I had to fight, pick a fight, and Crispy was the perfect victim. Victim. No, um, thank you for having me. Uh, thank you, everyone in chat. Great, great panel. Uh, and I love meeting all of you. Uh, I've, I've chatted to Crispy before. Elusive and Indy, you guys are great as well. Lovely takes on stuff. Um, yeah, so yeah, um, just a very quick outro. Um, uh, I'm the co-founder of Game On Daily. GameOnDaily.com is for content creators, so you can create your content there. If you have a podcast and stuff, you can just share it out. Uh, it's a super dank site, if I don't, you don't mind me saying. No, uh, not, at all. not at all. We've got um, our YouTube channel called Game On Daily, one word. We did a cyberpunk trailer, custom fan-made trailer that spent weeks doing, and it only has 500 views because it's got uh, violence in there and YouTube doesn't like that on the algorithm. Wow. So found out the hard way. But our trailer is better than what Sadie 
Project Red put out there. That's it. I said it. Throwing shade at you, <laughs> Project Red, if you're watching this. Um, but yeah, um, all joking aside, uh, thank you guys. Love you all. And don't ever take anything I say seriously. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being there, Gad. Super appreciate that. Crispy Bomb, you are very busy, brother. Not only do you support Double Barrel Gaming by being on some of these special edition shows and Breakfast with Boom on Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, but you also support other shows. Why don't you tell everyone about those programs and where can people reach out to you on social media? Well, uh, me and Gaz have a little uh, a little, little challenge going on here, real quick. <laughs> so, so, so I, I love it. Like you know, me, me and Gaz have, have been, you know, talking ish to each other for a little bit. So, uh, it's always fun. And I mean, shout out to the panel. You know, Jamie, love you, man, and uh, Indy, baby. What's up, buddy? <laughs> and and, and he, he he even challenged me. And then and then Gaz, Gaz, I mean, I know you're sitting there naked behind the behind the scenes, but <laughs> <you know. laughs> but it's at Christy Bomb on Twitter, Christy Bomb twenty eight Xbox Live. Hit me up, yeah, Gaz, go ahead, hit me up, bro. Let's go. <laughs> and, and and yes, breakfast with boom, uh, ten a.m. Friday morning. I think we're gonna go in. Yes, I might, I, I might have to take some L's, but hey, I threw it out there. Why not? So, and then retro is on a hiatus, and we will be back next year. So you know, don't look for that. And next podcast, 7 p.m. Thursdays. I don't think that's going to happen this week, but we'll see. So, you know, just hit me up. Hit me on the Xbox and have a great holiday. Well, thanks so much for being here, brother. And we'll definitely, yeah, we're definitely going to be going in uh, on uh, Friday morning about the results of what happened, what what was shown. It's going to be a great show. King David will be joining us as the special guest on oh. Friday morning's Breakfast with Boom. Uh, next up, uh, the indie gamer, dude. You, you know, obviously, you you are a community favorite, no doubt about it. Do me a favor, brother. Tell everyone about your YouTube channel and where can people reach out to you on social media. Oh, thanks so much, Boom. Always an absolute honor being on your show today and really great hanging with um, Gaz and Crispy and Jamie and your good self, Boom. Uh, first time with uh, Crispy and Gaz and it was a blast. And yeah, we did go face to <laughs> head to head at one point, Crispy, but it was a lot of fun, bro. I've always loved what you do. You know, always watch your retro renegades and everything and um, everything like that. So you're awesome, bro. <laughs> and Gaz as well. And Jamie and Boom, as I say. But yeah, um, with regards to myself, we have a few things coming up on the channel i uh, do have a youtube channel focused on indie games and um we've got a show coming up on the 19th of december which is actually uh, awards of our own it's an indie games awards nice. <laughs> so if you fancy, if you don't, if you don't dig what you what you get out of the other awards, maybe you'll dig ours. <laughs> it's a bit more of an informal approach. We just, but we're what doing time? A bit of, uh, it's uh, eight pm UK, I believe. Oh, you suck, indie, because I was just about to invite you with two big indie developers <laughs> onto the show at the same time. Oh, that's I was like, weird. Oh, oh, weird. 
8 p.m. on the 19th. 8 p.m. on the 19th. No way. I can't tell you who the president is. Anyway, yeah, but I'm just going to say, guys, uh, what, we, what we're doing is we're doing a few different categories, well, several different categories for the Indie Games Awards. We're also going to do a quiz on that show as well. It'll be an Indie Games quiz, and we're going to give away a few things, uh, a few small prizes, etc. But um, also, sorry if this is a long outro. Also, what I'm going to be doing is a community game of the year. So it'll be a com community Indie Game of the Year, which I'm going to pop up a little poll, not a poll, sorry, a, a, a um, post on Twitter, and I'll be asking as many people as possible to vote for your Indie Game of the Year in the comments on the so if you look out for that on my twitter my twitter is indie underscore gamer underscore zero one um yeah like i say we're, uh, we're gonna be doing the vote for um the community game of the year and we're also on the night as well we'll be doing uh lots, lots of different categories for like best uh, debut indie game and you know all that good stuff and obviously indie game of the year from um the other we're doing which like i say other voting as well is sort of more internal smaller sort of um unit of people who are going to be voting um but yeah for the community one on twitter check that out and i'd love to get as many votes from all you guys as possible on that one and we'll come away with a winner uh, if you want to find my youtube channel which is like i say focused on indie games and where you'll find the podcast and the ninth the show on the 19th uh it's uh, youtube forward slash the indie gamer all one word and it's been a blast today thank you so much again for having me on boom you rock big time and thanks so much chat you're all awesome you know, thanks so much for being here. And uh, before we get to Jamie, JD Gamer drops a very generous $10 super chat and says, we'll catch the show on replay. Just dropping some support. JD, thank you so much for your generosity as always. And Jamie, why don't you do me a favor, brother? Tell everyone about the Elusive Gamer, your YouTube channel, and where could people reach out to you on social media? Uh, it's always been a pleasure coming back on, man. And uh, it's been awesome talking to everyone here. You know, awesome panel as ever. And uh, yeah, uh, my YouTube channel is The Elusive Gamer, where I talk Xbox gaming and no fanboy stuff whatsoever, just just Xbox. Uh, I put out a review for the Xbox Series X a few days ago. Yes, you did. It was a great, great video, dude. Uh, great, yeah, great job. Thank, thank you. Uh, I mean, the thing is, I had two options. I could have put a review out earlier and rushed it for more views or put it out later for less views. But I wanted it to be just a better quality uh, video. But yeah. Um, that's views. Who cares? Uh, but yeah, uh, I have a new video coming out tomorrow, which is again Xbox related, and uh, that should be out tomorrow evening on the Elusive Gamer on YouTube. And my Twitter is Jamie Moran UK, where it's just Xbox and jokes. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for being here. And everyone, listen, uh, I hope you enjoy gaming on whatever console you enjoy gaming on. Obviously, tomorrow night's going to be a big, big night for gaming. I am going to be guest appearing on Wilmy Hood's Ask Wilmy Anything at 8 p.m. on his YouTube channel. Uh, of course, uh, there's going to be a lot of people podcasting. I tried to figure out a way to do it. A four-hour show, I just, I just could not figure it out. So that's why I figured I would just guest on uh, Wilmy's because he asked me, and I will break everything down with the panel on Friday morning. Of course, I'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me. Hopefully, one day, it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught me. And he used to say, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, and I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week, or say this week. We'll see you on Thursday's new episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast, where we will be breaking down the entire Halo Waypoint article, along with some big numbers for Sea of Thieves and a whole bunch of other incredible 
Xbox topics. That show goes live at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. Enjoy gaming. Wear a mask. Take care and be safe. What's up?